You're listening to Well, I Laughed, part one of Law and Disorder, Good Cop, Bad Cop. Um, and my phone's on Do Not Disturb, so... Oh, I should do that. <laughs> ready to go. Because we have and they have not. Did you do theater when you were in high school? I did. Mm. No, not really. There's this fun story from a few years ago. Mm-hmm. We hired a new English teacher, and we're at some staff barbecue early on in the year. I don't want it to catch the cord on fire. Well, um, then move the fucking cord. I'm just moving, just moving stuff. I'll just move stuff. <clears throat> All right, so um, <laughs> there is this really fun story from a couple years ago at the school I teach at. We hired a new English teacher. She was lovely. Um, what a staff barbecue get to know you thing early on in the school year and i am you know telling a story killing it shocking nobody and it's a story about how when i was in college Mm -hmm. i thought i was off to going (laughs) to see in a stage play of tyler perry's a medea's house of pain and what i actually was off to go see was the ancient greek play medea no Uh, (laughs) it's a great story kills every time right and at the end of it this Poor, sweet, 22-year-old, brand-new little baby English teacher goes, wait, so you did, like, theater in college? And I was like, I mean, yeah, kind of. And she As goes, in I was acting. Right, exactly. I was like, every day life's a stage, baby. I don't know what you're ready for my close-up, right? Um, I was like, yeah, yeah. And she goes, so then can I assume, uh-huh, mm. uh-huh. No, uh-huh. you can't. Everyone in the entire patio immediately, like, everyone's looking at each other. It's a Spider-Man meme. <laughs> and she goes, can I assume you might be interested in starting a theater program at school? Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> I was like, oh, sweet baby, you don't even know what you don't know. <laughs> Obviously, I'd be interested in starting a theater program at school. 100% I would. And then here's the thing. Smarter, not harder when it comes to work. Mm -hmm. I got her to kind of start a theater program. Love that. But because of inequality, our school doesn't have a theater or Mm. a stage or a sound system or a library. Um, (laughs) Or really even a multi-purpose room. (laughs) And so I told her, you know, this first year, you might just want to start off with, like, kids experimenting with theater, like, working on some monologues and stuff like that. And she was like, that's great. And then just so happened some of the speech and debate kids ended up in her room Mm. with their monologues for the speech and debate team Ah. and they worked on them together and i think that's really beautiful did i manage to turn her theater program into just an additional coaching opportunity for my own of course yes i think i nurtured a basket of dreams actually (laughs) is what i did for both staff and students basket of dreams oh my gosh so it's nice to be back at school. I just kind of really feel like that's mm-hmm. where I thrive. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. How is your last... I, we've seen each other every day since we recorded we last have so. We've seen each other so much. It's so fun to watch the pendulum swing from like, I haven't seen you in forever codependency to... Well, Get out of my house. I'm just <laughs> breathing your carbon. <laughs> um, I'll say this. I was going to tell you beforehand, but I wanted to catch it oh, yeah. on mic. 
Okay, so you're familiar with, I think they've won, like, a television Emmy or something, RuPaul's Drag Race, yes. right? Okay, so it's kind of like a famously not secret secret that a lot of times below the desk, RuPaul's in, like, sweatpants. Yeah. She's, like, dressed to the nines above it and below hand. Nothing. Right. I mean, well. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, tonight I'm in, like, my well I laugh sweater. I'm, like, shaved. The part that you can see on camera and on reels looks like I want it to. Below, I'm like... Before he tells you what he's wearing, I want you to know, he, he I went to walk the dogs, and he came while I was, like, still out. And I walk in, Casey's, like, making drinks or whatever, and he, Grant is sitting on my couch, kind of lounged out, leaning back. One leg is, like, up on the couch, and he goes, I hope you're not intimidated by my apparent sexuality. No, or but like I'm, that. like, pure, raw sexual raw, energy. Yes. Uh-huh. And now tell them what you're wearing underneath. <laughs> Just a picture your dad mowing the yard. Um, but maybe even worse. Yeah. Uh, it's... Long johns, free socks I got after a 5K, and athletic shorts with grease on them. Cute. Thank it's a you. Good look. It's I'm pausing a good for look. a second because I think you're oh, yeah. out of here. No, it's just uh, closing Discord because otherwise it was going to keep beeping at me. There was just a moment where I was like, I could change and shower. Mm hmm. But I'm not going to. Let's go. Well, that's fair. <laughs> that's absolutely fair. Um, one last little bit of news, running related, of course. I got a little North Face like chest bag. Mm-hmm. I think we used to call them fanny packs in the oh, early two thousands. While I was walking in, yeah, absolutely. Um, I I get how nice purses are. I get it. It has right now. It has gum, chapstick, my wallet, and keys. Has my whole life, baby. So if someone could take that from me, so I could disappear, that would be great. <laughs> you see Grant walking down the streets. Rob him. Exactly. It's a clis. It's a clasp. It's a clasp in the back. You think I'm editing that? I know you're, you're wrong. Not. I saw you almost go like, "Good, excellent, suffer <laughs> in your eyes," and I love you for that. And I love you for yeah, that. I'm a little vindictive. It's I think. Fine. The longer we spend together, mm-hmm. the more you treat me like I treat my students. Yep. <laughs> Changing lives. I'm folks. not going to say a damn thing. I'm just going to let them walk through it. I'm an excellent Get educator. <laughs> oh my God. Um, How are you? How are you? I am like, so this story is going to be interesting because I was like, I was so in this story yesterday and the day before. Um, we were supposed to record last night mm-hmm. and then. Uh, I realized that I had 12 pages of notes, which means it's going to be a, a longish boy. <laughs> and I wasn't quite done with the notes either. And so I know Grant Grant had a tournament yesterday. We did. And I was texting him and I was like, so I know you said <laughs> that we can record tonight. Um, you think you're going to be too tired? Because it's going to be, it's, it's, it's not going to be a short one. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> I wanted to make a soup. <laughs> Really I mean, only if you insist. I just whenever I don't want to respect yeah. your process. And so, anyway, yes, yesterday I like finished most of my notes, and then I went to an avalanche game, and then went out for drinks with Mason and mm-hmm. Abby. We both had the exact kind of evenings we wanted. That was good. How are our friends, Mason and Abby? How are they? They're so cute. I love them so much. I, I love Mason. They're both so fun. Yeah. Is this our first time talking about them on the pod? I don't think so. No, because you mentioned at no, because I was on a Patreon thing that you talked about. Oh, okay, fun. Yeah. Another person for the cinematic universe. For the cinematic universe, <laughs> yeah. He's a gem. He's really sweet. Um, I think we mentioned it at the end of last episode, mm-hmm. but for those who jump straight to this, we're doing part one of Law and Disorder. Fuck yeah, baby. I'm ready to hear it. I don't know yeah. if it's because we spent four days together oh in the mountains God, yeah. and then three of the last five days together at your house or social events, but I'm like, I have nothing new to tell you. Tell me what my ears want to hear. <laughs> Oh, the other random thing that happened yesterday mm. is that I was up really late um, 
you know, a little toasty, and I got really into poker, and I just... <laughs> still... What? <laughs> what? I told you this this morning. No, you didn't. I no, did you brunch. did not. What did you say at brunch? I said I got really into poker last night, and then I Sophie you just... said... We should play poker. No, I thought you just said things in the way you say things. You know, you're like, oh, so I'm you just don't listen. I do, but I was like, listen. You said, oh, I'd love to play poker sometimes. I didn't clock that as no. I started playing poker last night at 3 a.m. I didn't start playing poker. I started watching the World Championship That's worse. of poker. That's so much more embarrassing. I want you to know that. I know because there's not even any chemical addiction brain activity. No, it's not. There. But I, well, I've I like have learned the rules of poker <laughs> repeatedly throughout the years, but it's always been short-term memory. So every time I like see it or play, I have to like relearn. So that's what happened last night. I like it was just like recommended on like YouTube TV or whatever. So I flipped it on and then looked up the rules, played a couple online like little free games against a computer, and then got really into poker. Is this how the podcast started? You yeah. saw like a little YouTube video. You like looked at a couple things online. And and I was like, like, I can yeah, do it. <laughs> Good, excellent. Listen, that's exactly. What we're happened. both wearing the sweater right now. I know. So on accident too. Yes. Uh, also, we have a candle. If you're not watching on YouTube, we have a candle here that was sent to us um, by a listener. Yes. It was our first fan mail ever, or part our of friend. our first fan mail ever. Their name is Aaron, I believe. Right. Uh, and it's supposed to smell, they're from Tennessee, and so it's supposed to smell like Tennessee. But It it's, smells delicious. It's really cute. It says specifically Nashville, gold and ivory, accents of music, whiskey, and good times. It's very cute. It's also a great smelling candle. It is really good. Um, anyway. I'm sorry. I'm not quite done yet with the, I told you about my new gambling addiction. I didn't and I was gamble like, anything. <laughs> All I did was watch other Again, people gamble. I would lie about that. If I were you, I why? would, I would, I would, I would say you lost a little bit of money or something. No, why? Um, because of this. I'm oh, actually, no. I'm a pretty good hustler when it comes to oh, poker no. because I legitimately do at the start of the, because I do legitimately at the start of the game always like kind of forget what the rules yeah. are and have to pull up something on my phone for like winning hands. Yeah. But because everyone's like, oh, Grant's clueless. He doesn't know what he's doing. Mm. They assume I've never played poker or that I can't lie. <laughs> oh, I can. The game I was watching last night, everyone's like dead quiet, right? Right. Except for this one guy who mm. just keeps trying to make conversation with everyone. Huge me energy. And there's like, yeah, there's like a clip of him being interviewed. And he's like, yeah, I just like to like lighten the mood and stuff. And from what I could tell, it wasn't like any tell or anything. He was doing mm. very well, but it was still like, uh, bro, shut up. <laughs> no I one am else doing is math in my head right yeah. now. <laughs> and there was another guy like. <laughs> he flips over two aces and he mm. like he had won the round it was very obvious and the other guy like went all in and so like he knew the other guy was like about to lose I like how you've he, watched one night of it and you're like well that's the killer move right there it was, headshot it's so fucking funny though because he flipped him over and like he's younger than like most of the other people and so he like gets out of his chair and he's like pumping his fist and nice. like going over to his family and everything and the announcers were like I wish he had a little bit more decorum around the <gasps> shut table shut up that's so funny <laughs> And then they also do, like, you know when you're watching sports and they, like, are talking about a player or something, they'll have, like, slow-mo shots of them, like, playing. Right. They do that for poker, but it's, like, it's, like, when they place their bets and so you, it's, like, no real music or anything. All of a sudden you just hear, all in. <laughs> I love Love that. I love that it's shot the same way you would shoot close-up magic. Yeah. Like, is this the World Series of Poker or Chris Angel, you know? We don't know. <laughs> it was fucking crazy. Is I had a good time. Is this your card? Is this your card? <laughs> yeah. 
um, on the decorum aspect. Mm-hmm. So when we host, when we go to tournaments, mm-hmm. uh, like I'm frequently asked to help run the computer program that sends out like the ballots to the judges and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it means I can I can and do monitor results as they come back in, and you can check your own team. Yeah. And so whenever we have like a crucial win come in or a kid does really well in like a specific competition round, right? It's not like a touchdown dance or anything, yeah. but I have been known to on a handful of occasions go, hell yeah. okay round three you know and it's just like you know and you got to get back to the work of it all but yeah like a more bit more decorum but yeah absolutely you got to celebrate a little bit you do exactly (laughs) and um yeah you haven't even seen saltburn yet so it's probably not on your tiktok page yet are you is it on your tiktok page no i mean i've been hearing about it from everyone and their brother farley singing rent in the, you took me to a restaurant. Okay. Oh, you don't know? Listen. Listen. Like, I know rent. <laughs> no. You think you do? It's not even from that musical. <laughs> it's a different song entirely. Okay. Listen, all I'm trying to say is there's an earworm stuck in my head, and the actor who plays Farley, I think his name's Archer <laughs> Um <laughs> So fine. And honestly, a great karaoke singer. Love that. I also have thoughts on the recent Dan Levy movie, but that might be a little bit too niche. So let's hear the story. I didn't know Dan Levy had a new <laughs> yeah. movie even. It's called so. Good Grief. It just premiered today. I yeah. would absolutely I actually, it. okay, I'll say one thing. Since you twisted my arm about it. I didn't. I know. That's fine. And they know it. Yeah. And I know it. And the dogs know it. In case you will know it in two weeks when he hears this. <laughs> <That's> true. Um... <gasps> So many movies where the main character is gay, it's like, look at these two college students who are hot. Like, that's the entire plot entirely. Or it's like, look at these people from the 80s. They die, right? (laughs) And every now and then you get sad old lesbian movie, right? And all of those are great for different reasons. Mm -hmm. I'm not at all trying to spit down on, like, those narratives. It's just also not one that I walk through regularly in my own life. Dan Levy's newest movie, Good Grief, at one point he goes to a financial planner. And I'm like, yes, middle-aged gay, yes! (laughs) This is representation that matters. Talk about their investments for two minutes. Oh. <laughs> what are you say that? Do you Sometimes want me I, to cut that? I don't know. I'll let you make the call when you're listening to it. I don't care about my language. I, I, I don't said, care about yours. I think I've said worse, so okay. we can keep it. I think that's the first time I've said that on this. I just got carried away. You know, I got caught up in the moment. <laughs> and that's it. You had a story, and I'm going to stop swearing for a second. Maybe all of the seconds. But I want to hear okay. your story. Okay, so this story, Casey helped me come up with the theme, and um, as you you probably know, we kind of pick our stories before we pick the themes, if it's our turn to pick the theme, and so (laughs) I had known what I wanted to do, and so we came up with law and order first, and then I was like, no, it doesn't really fit, let's make it law and disorder, Right. and so I was doing that, and then I watched a documentary, like... I don't know, a couple days before I started doing the notes and realized that Law and Disorder fits perfectly with kind of another story, too. Okay. That kind of fits in an opposite way from the first story. Anyway, (laughs) if you remember episode five, my feral people uh, living in the wilderness, Hermit episode. North Pond Hermit. Yeah, that's the one where Which was a lot of fun to record. Yeah, and it's just like some (laughs) mini-series. Yeah, this one is like two... Two halves, right? And it's not going to be like a Patty Hearst two halves, but it does have like two... (laughs) 
separate stage. <laughs> the amount of documentaries <laughs> that you watch or like docu series, yeah. it's impressive. Thank you. I just put them on. Sometimes. You're welcome. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So the first half of our story is going to take us to February of 1861. Oh shit. Okay. Yes. 1861. Wait. <laughs> Did we do the same fucking story? I don't think so. But I want us to just put a little flag right here. <laughs> you might. No, I, I'm almost positive we did it, but I think we missed it by like 18 months. I'm not even joking. Sorry if that's too much of a spoiler for what the next episode's going to be, but... <laughs> Why is it every time? We both got out of the Gilded Age and we, we just did. went well, l- later. The second half is Back recent. to the Gilded Age. No, recent. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Overcook, undercook. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Didn't like that. Uh, anyway. Also jail. <laughs> Tell also me. Jail. Eight, February okay. 1861. Uh, along the railroad from Illinois to Washington, D.C. Specifically, we're in Baltimore. Okay. Grant, who do you think might be traveling to our nation's capital in the early months of 1861? Thank you so much. So Abraham Lincoln <laughs> wins the presidential election of 1860, does yep. so without carrying a single southern state. In many states, he's not even on the ballot. So it is legal. Just wanted to go ahead. Yeah, that let's was contemporary. Just get that out right now. Um, <laughs> not even on the ballot in many of those southern states. And before he is even fully sworn in, the state of South Carolina is discussing in their state house succession mm-hmm. from the union to start succession. the civil. I said succession, like the HBO show, didn't I? Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> it really took me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a minute in my head. I was like, no, that's, no, that's not right. <laughs> to discuss some. <clears throat> Secession. Secession. What was that? The upper crust of society? What are they called? Jesus. Aristocracy. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so he's traveling to uh, Washington, D.C., which is famously close to, did you say Baltimore, Maryland? Baltimore. He's in Baltimore. Okay. Okay, Is where this goes. Yep. Mm -hmm. So that's right. The (laughs) (laughs) president-elect. Honest Abraham Lincoln. Correct. Uh, Honest Abe was set to travel through Baltimore on February 23rd. One of Lincoln's supporters is a railroad executive, Samuel Morse Felton Sr., and he had heard some troubling rumors. Dear listener, I went down a rabbit hole as soon as I read. This is like one of the last things I put on my thing yesterday. This This rabbit hole has nothing to do with the rest of the story. The one that we're currently in? Well, this this part about Samuel Morse or Felton Sr. I saw the word Morse and went, no. (laughs) No, right? No. And so I googled it. Samuel Morse Felton Sr. is (laughs) I found so many lineage. I was literally on like some version of Ancestry.com like (laughs) clicking through. You had registered with the Mormon church to get access to their family records kind Basically, of stuff. Um, Samuel Morse Felton Sr. Uh, is related to the inventor of Morse code. Oh. Because I saw the word Morse and I was yeah. like, is he the inventor? And I got really confused because I Google inventor of Morse code and the inventor of Morse code is Samuel F.B. Morse. And if you'll remember, the person I mentioned was Samuel Morse Felton they're very similar. Samuel Morris F instead of Samuel F. Morse. Yes, exactly. Good. Okay, and cool. So, Love a theme. <laughs> Samuel Morse Felton Sr.'s great, great, great grandfather was Joshua Morse, who was brothers with Anthony Morse, who was Samuel F. B. Morse's great, great, great grandfather. 
aka the inventor inventor of Morse we code. have someone in our community who commented that i got like second cousin third cousins wrong and that was good to know i, I, I didn't even try they, to figure i think it's like how, once removed yeah. but okay so he's vaguely related to the morse family who was alive i think at the same time okay, so that's fun. why i really got confusing okay, for me fun. uh and then <laughs> my next bullet is this rabbit hole took me forever but my lrb parentheses little rat brain <laughs> wouldn't let it go <laughs> New sticker. Yeah. <laughs> I also kind of love it because this is, we are three days and one episode removed from yep. when you admitted that you just learned what a rat king is. And that I love <laughs> little rat brain is still like part of your identity. Yeah, it, it will. Are we getting baby bell cheese at some point in this no, episode? No, because you stole all of I them. I did not steal all of them. Your fiance said... And I quote, Listen, we you, have enough baby bells. You took the bag, which means you should now be supplying the baby bell. We have ten. The ten that you left I brought me. you six ramen cups today, and I'm working to make this house a home. Okay. <laughs> sure. And by that I mean I'm trying to eat as many baby bells as I can as quickly as possible before anyone can investigate. No, further. that's really fair. Okay. Shmai's going to show up with a warrant any day now. <laughs> okay, sorry. We were in Baltimore yes. 150 years ago. Yes, so... Uh, one of Lincoln's supporters, the not inventor of Morse code, right. but related to inventor of Morse code. Uh, here's a troubling rumor. The rumor is that there are Southern sympathizers that might sabotage the mm-hmm. rail lines to D.C. Because Maryland is a state that allows the enslavement of black Americans at the time. It is like definitely a border state. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, more than like uh, Southern sympathizers, there are like Southern enslavers in Maryland mm-hmm. actively worried about what this new president's administration is going to do. I, I'm sorry, you know my history education degree is a curse. I am so excited about this. I'm really happy for you. This story has nothing to do with Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> listen to real quick, listen to real quick. This you is know how when you go on a date. mini story in the whole You know how story. when you go on a date and you go, Wow, that went really well. Like, how rare to feel this way about a situation like that. Like, I feel seeing her, oh, they never want to see me again. Okay, and like, like that text message comes across and they're like, hey, it was really great, we need you, but, and it's like, ugh, you know, and it, that's what you just did to me. You just told me we're not gonna learn about I just, John Wilkes Booth. And I just I was saw like, the light in your eyes die. Well, go ahead and go then. <laughs> This Abraham Lincoln thing is like not even a page long. I'm so sorry. I refuse to sit upright right now. We're going to talk about other historical things. I am sat like a sack of flour right now in all of okay. this. Anyway. <laughs> so uh, Samuel Morse Felton goes to a man named Allen who is heading up Lincoln's security on this journey. They, together, either Alan or Samuel, learn there's a secret group planning on assassinating Lincoln as he switched trains in Baltimore on his way to D.C. There's a quote of like something that they overheard that says, Are there no other means of saving the South except the assassination of Lincoln? Asked someone at the meeting, to which uh, Alan reported that his contact replied, No, he must die, and die he shall. 
and if necessary, we will die together. Mm. And so they're like, what? Men will literally overthrow the government before they go to therapy. (laughs) It's crazy how that's still applicable. Uh, What's today, January 7th? Mm, Interesting, interesting, interesting. interesting. (laughs) Um, So Alan tracks Abe down and informs him, him and one of his co-workers, one of the other security personnel, Kate Warren, and others arranged for Lincoln to secretly board an overnight train to pass through Baltimore hours before his published schedule. Uh, They also cut telegraph lines to ensure conspirators couldn't communicate with one another. And to kind of disguise Lincoln, they had Lincoln pose as Warren's invalid brother. Nice. So they succeeded. Um, Who is Alan? Do you know? Because this is before... What was his last name again? I'm not telling you yet. Oh, you haven't said Alan No, I haven't said anything yet. Uh, This is before the time of Secret Service, Is it A-L-L-E-N or A-L-A-N? A-L-L-A-N. Okay, but well that's wrong. Um, <laughs> I agree, but like, that's fine. is he the future treasury secretary? Treasury secretary? Nope. His name's Alan. Mm-hmm. Is it Alan Morse, the inventor of toaster <laughs> strudel? <laughs> my father, Samuel Morse. I don't think my father no. dot 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 would be happy dot 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 <laughs> about what's going on right now. Dot 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 dot. <laughs> The best part about this is I can do any bit, and you're immediately like, yes, and. and it was really, so, th- you're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, thank that's, you. that's what makes this house a home. I have, <laughs> I have no idea who Alan is. Alan Pinkerton, baby! Oh, hell yeah! Oh, we're doing the Pinkertons! All right, I'm back. I'm sat it up again. There I'm sat up. All right. I very much wanted to talk about Lincoln for I the next three did. hours. I saw it in your face. I might change my topic now, <laughs> but you do you. Did you? Did you cover? What? What do you mean you're going to change your topic? So I can talk about Abraham Lincoln. Oh, okay, I get it. No, not that I had no hours of details about the Pinkertons. Oh, okay. The one thing I know about the Pinkertons is that they were called in to investigate the great Sheedy murder in Lincoln, Nebraska, which would happen 20 years after the yeah, story. exactly. So uh, his name is Alan Pinkerton. Uh, the decision that he made with the help of like the rest of the security detail resulted in Abe being labeled a coward in the press because, you know, when someone you find out someone's going to assassinate you and you don't let them assassinate you, you then are a coward? Like, what? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but none of the assassins were, none of the would-be assassins were arrested, leading uh, some to believe that there was never a threat or that it was exaggerated or Pinkerton himself made it up mm. um, for like, I don't know, fame. Publicity? Yeah. So now as some of my sources, this covers some of the sources that I also use in the second half. Um, and these are the sources that are not going to be like giveaway kind of what the second half of the story is or anything else that we talk about. Um the sources were Britannica, History Channel, the Smithsonian Magazine, CNBC, Vanity Fair, The Guardian, BBC, the Chicago Tribune, Maryland State Archives, Wired, The Record, Newsweek, The Daily Dot, and then there's like some other assorted ones to check me out. Wow. Yeah. No wonder you needed a couple more days. You're welcome. Yeah, that's a lot to get through. <laughs> so, the Pinkertons. Uh, They were founded in 1850 by Alan Pinkerton. He immigrated to Chicago in 1842 and opened a barrel-making business, which is also known as a cooperage? Cooperage? Mm. Someone's going to yell at me about that. I know it. It's C-O-O-P-E-R-A-G-E. I don't. I didn't know that. Cooperage that's, sounds yes, right. Exactly. Cooperage. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, I'm right. Cooperage. Okay. Maybe Cooperage. Uh, anyway, five Bradley years. Cooperage. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Good. Found it. Got it. Cool. Mm, sounds uh, right on the ear. <laughs> so five years later, uh, Alan stumbles upon counterfeiter, counterfeiters scrounging for lumber. He conducts his own surveillance and was hailed a local hero after he helps the police make arrests. <laughs> 
See these poor people just trying to get by? I ruin their life. Local man ruins poor people's <laughs> lives. That's still true about America today. And that's still true about the Pinkertons sometimes. I want to say something, uh. something about Elon Musk, but I know YouTube will get mad at us. So. <laughs> YouTube will get so mad at us. Oh, my God. Okay, so... This leads to him becoming a deputy sheriff of Cook County, Illinois. I love it. They're like, this man imprisoned poor people without being part of the law. Let's, Let's quickly get him into the law. Yeah. <laughs> Let's give him even more judicial immunity. I'm sorry. Oh I'm sure God. he's a decent guy, but yeah. maybe actually, no, I'm not sure. He's okay. Uh, he was Chicago's first police detective. And then after a while, he... <laughs> what do you mean their first police detective? Uh, first detective. The first I don't person know. whose job was to like... To, was detective, okay. I guess. Okay. Okay. So after this, he founds the Pinkertons. He ends up leaving the police force to found the Pinkertons. Uh, originally, they specialized in railway theft cases. So they were hired to protect trains and apprehend train robbers. Um, one of their most notorious, or not most notorious, but they one of the cases that they solved was um, a 700,000 Adams Express Company theft in 1866. Did you have something to say? Just like, what a very niche thing to get involved in. Yeah, we are great at discovering who did crimes that happen on a very specific track on a publishable schedule. Yep. Okay, good for them. Dude, I don't know. Kind of like uh, murder would be a little bit harder, but what do I know? What do I know? Yeah. Uh, 1861, they thwarted an assassination plot against President-elect Abraham Lincoln. They participated... Allegedly. Al alleged assassination. <laughs> um, they have some other things we're going to get into more, and generally around this time, private agencies such as the Pinkertons... The Pinkertons were, I believe, probably the first of their trade or one of the early ones of their trade. They were okay. compromised of two services offered, detective services and protective services. Um, so detective, like, PI, hire someone to find your birth dad. Uh, or protective, like, my name is Kim Kardashian and people are going to rob me in Paris. You know how a lot of uh, police forces have mm -hmm. the slogan, protect and serve? Yeah. And there's this protect and detect. <laughs> protect and detect! I just like a little rhyming moment. Uh, no, their, uh, their thing, what is it? So their slogan is, we never sleep. Oh. Somehow creepier. Um... Like, I'm the constant vigilant Yeah, we can night. look at their logo. They're, the Pinkertons are still around now, uh, today, you guys. Um, so this is their logo mm. today. It's a very modern one. And then this is their previous. Their, oh, that's their just originals. an eye. It's just an eye. That's I. an eye laid with dollar bill font that says Pinkertons. Which is really fun because um, what's, do you know another like slang term for a private investigator? A sleuth? A private eye. Oh! And that's where this came from. It's a little eye, because they never sleep. Because they never... Uh, yeah. Um, so, one of their big cases... I was kind of Googling um, stuff the Pinkertons did. Okay. <laughs> and I ended up on this Reddit page, and there was, like, a bunch... Someone was asking about the Pinkertons, and so there was a bunch of historians kind of talking about it in the comments, and then they, like, linked a bunch of sources, and that's where I got here. Uh, there's a fa infamous gang uh, in the, like... Old West called the Jesse Gang. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, it's it was started by Jesse and Frank James, uh, who are two notorious brothers of the American West in the late 1800s, so like 1850s on. Okay. Uh, these two are part of the reason we remember the American West in this time being the way it is: robberies, violence, like oh, all of that kind of stuff. Like, I mean, in addition to the colonization that the U.S. federal government was engaged yeah, in. Yeah, if you've seen Westworld, like all the oh yeah 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 the bad shit. Okay. That, some of the bad shit. Some least. of the bad shit. A lot of bad shit happening out okay, west. Okay, yeah, yeah. Some of the bad shit mm. in season one. <laughs> um, it really goes the off west the rails. The West during this there. time American history is mm -hmm. so 
crazy just for the characters that are mm-hmm. involved in it all. Yeah. Anyways, continue. Yeah. So they hailed from Missouri. And Jesse and Frank began joining fighting forces in the Civil War on the southern side, as one does. And but not like profession like actually in the army. Frank joins the Confederate guerrillas, and Jesse mm. joins Bloody Bill Anderson's guerrilla band. So they're just doing Where are they operating out of? Because I know there were a couple battles on like New Mexico and I don't know if they have okay. really a base of operations. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, after the Civil War, they took up the helm of being outlaws and were joined by eight other men. They began bank robbery as of February 13th, 1866. That's a boy band. Can we talk about that for a second? (laughs) Hey, what if we all spent our lives perfecting our art together? Let's travel together. Let's have a weird brotherly relationship, but we're all grown adult men. No homo, though. That's a boy band. Yeah. A boy band with guns. A boy band. Which I think makes them more interesting. Also, they give K-pop boy bands guns all the time. Because you have to join the military in Korea. <laughs> it's both a joke and factually accurate. And true. In and, no way is it offensive. And, but it is really, fun. That is really funny. I can't imagine. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> is this whole TikTok series right now mm-hmm. about calling things that are all men, either intentionally or unintentionally, like a boy band? Like, for instance, like that. the U.S. Supreme Court of the 1950s and 60s. Boy band. Boy band. <laughs> I fucking love that. Most of the U.S. Senate. Boy band. Boy band. <laughs> the office of president still to this day. Boy, Boy band. band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're starting bank robbery. The James gang robbed banks from Iowa to Alabama and Texas and then began holding up trains in 1873. Okay. Not only trains, they also robbed stagecoaches, stores, and individuals. <laughs> they were prejudiced. <laughs> Um, Could you imagine being like on a mega bus or like a Spirit Airlines flight and then you are getting robbed in the process? Because that's what they're doing when they're yeah. robbing these trains. It's yeah. just people going about. We're their American. Day. I don't know if you want to talk about being robbed on planes here. 9 11 was too terrible. close. <laughs> well, one of us remembers it. Never forget. <laughs> Um, I'm referencing a video, uh, the history of the world. There's a, there's another one. No, the history of the world, the one that we watched on Patreon. Yeah. There's a thing where they talk, when they reference 9-11, the narrator is like, I'm sure they'll forget that. And as he's saying that there's, as the twin towers are like coming down, there's an eagle in the background that rises up. (laughs) Anyway, it's the 9-11, not funny. I was going to say, what kind of eagle? Pretty funny. (laughs) That was pretty funny. I don't know. I just love the like the the humor behind representing America, the entirety of America mm. as a single eagle. A single eagle, because they always look pissed and kind of gassy. Yeah. <laughs> they do. I mean, it's their face. Their and with face, our diet, same. I know. And their face always kind of turns out. We have a friend who is in a different, who grew up in a different country, who hates all American food. And we love her to death. <laughs> so and she's really very closely to the cinematic universe. Um, she hates all American food and just like doesn't eat cheese. And I'm like, well, then you're missing out on a lot of American food. <laughs> that, is, that is American food, I think, is just like really processed cheese. Um, okay, so... They're robbing a bunch of people. Tales of the Brothers. Right. I forget that we keep talking about like a notorious group of criminals. Criminals. Yeah. So <laughs> Tales of the Brothers and their gang are often romanticized and exaggerated to fit like East Coast demand for tales of bloody Westerns. Okay. 
And so to the people living in the Ozarks, Jesse Jones was a romantic figure who was constantly persecuted by the authorities because they never forgave his Southern allegiance during the Civil War. So they're like, he made one bad mistake. He made one bad mistake that we here in Southern Missouri also all All made made. together. (laughs) So how dare you? And now they hate us. Yeah. And there is truth to this in that Frank and Jesse did often try to justify their outlaw activities on the grounds that they were constantly being persecuted by authorities. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I mean, I mean. So they're conservatives. (laughs) I mean, you made the decision to rob the bank, but like, yeah, sure. You're right. You're right. It's because people want to arrest you because you robbed. Like, if you're going to go that route, that is only catch 22. I just want to remember this later for when we have a conversation with Danny around grievance politics. I'll be like, okay, Jesse James. I try my hardest to not bring up politics around Danny. It's like one of my true pastimes right now are reading, cooking, running, arguing with Danny. And I love watching it. Thank you. Yeah, I just never. Do you know who also loves watching it? Little Griffin, my little brother, <laughs> absolutely loves it. It's always so funny when he comes to Denver, he gets such an education. Uh, he sees someone actually argue with me when it comes to politics, yeah. something that never happens at home, because <laughs> uh, I'm like amendable to people at home. But when I'm in my element, no, I have thoughts. <laughs> and then second, we brought him to a gay bar for the first oh, time in yeah. his entire life. And it was so, so funny. funny. He handled himself well. Of course he was popular. Um, but like the next day he goes, it was wild. Not like in a bad way wild, mm. but he was like, it was just wild seeing you in that way because I've never seen you like in that element it's so before. so funny to me. I know. I can't imagine you any other way. Thank you. <laughs> and I see your true, true colors. Yep. But we were talking about criminals in southern Missouri. Yes. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. 1874, several big railroad companies hired the Pinkertons to stop the outlaws. The Pinkertons were also maybe hired by the government. <laughs> nice. Yeah, really so they're drawn cute. double checks. Probably. They're um, double charging insurance. It's possible. Cool. It's not super clear who <laughs> hired them, if it were more than one people or whatever. Um, well, we all know the government in this country and private companies are essentially the same thing. So it's yeah, fine. It's fine. Um, one of the Pinkertons' <laughs> best operatives, John W. Witcher, was found dead from a bullet wound to the stomach. And oh. brief trigger warning here, if like you'd can't handle gruesome like descriptions right, uh, including Grant yeah. <laughs> maybe skip forward like 15 <laughs> seconds he was also found his head and shoulders and face had been eaten away by wild hogs no. oh yeah it got worse yeah they'll do that yeah they will absolutely yeah. do that yep exactly wild hogs wild hogs so they had thrown him in a hog pen or left him out to die in he the Texas he probably bled wilderness. to death while also being eaten you yeah. kind of hope that he goes before the hogs I, arrive, you I, know? Yeah, me too. I don't have faith in that. You said ar- shoulders or full arms? Uh, head, shoulder, and face. Oh. Yep. Why the shoulder? That's so bony. Okay, anyways. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so Pinkertons <laughs> found out that the James brothers... So, oh, because of that, um, the Pinkertons also wanted revenge mm. on Jesse's gang. And so they were kind of like... Really? You want, you're going to pay us to do something we were uh, already probably maybe going to do? Oh, we can go commit some Sweet. human right violations and double charge people? In the people. name of someone else? America! Uh, yeah. So the Pinkertons are doing their investigating. The James gang, yeah, the James gang is very kind of hard to nail down. They travel all across the West, obviously. Uh, the Pinkertons find out that the James brothers often return to their old family farm in Missouri to see their mother and other families. Mm. So January 26th, uh, 1875, the Pinkertons made their move on the house. Uh, in an effort to flesh out the people inside the house, they threw two flares... They set it on fire. They threw two flares <laughs> through the windows. One of the flares 
quote unquote unexpectedly exploded <laughs> up. instantly. Flares will do that, you know? Yeah. Another brief trigger <laughs> warning, skip ahead if you don't want to hear like the consequences of this. Uh, this fla- this explosion killed their nine year old half brother, Archie Samuel, oh. and blew their mother's right arm, quote, to pieces to a point where it had to be amputated. Yes. <laughs> and um the, What? And uh, the James brothers were also not in the home. <laughs> what? How do you fuck up that bad? You just blew up a woman and a nine-year-old child? Like, who? Like your literal job is being detectives, and you didn't sit outside of the house long enough Listen, to make sure that the James brothers were in the home? For every th- second of my 30 years of yeah. life, I have been an American citizen. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many times I have to hear this exact story <laughs> before I stop being shocked by it. I know. Maybe it's just personally, and let us know in the comments if this is weird, I confirm the person person I want to blow up is what is I'm going to be is, where it is is where I'm tr- about to blow up yeah. you know I just make sure the when and the who yeah. are in the where and then I and commit then you, arson and then you do the crime <laughs> yeah I have oftentimes jokes the boy scouts taught me two things mm-hmm. how to poorly tie uh, not and how to easily set fires <laughs> <laughs> that's so real though overcook undercook <laughs> overcook undercook overcook undercook um, for a while the Pinkertons dev- denied their involvement in the incident what? The family blew up? Oh, what a strange oh, no. coincidence. We were just passing through town. Yeah, this was contradicted when a pistol bearing the initials PGG, Pinkerton <laughs> Government Guard, was found on the property. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. It's just uh, the 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 attack and mutilation of oh, it's innocent people. Horrible. They're like, that wasn't us. Is this your literal oh, gun? gun? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Um, they claimed at this point that they had thrown the flares in to illuminate the interior of the house so that the with a small house fire in the middle so that they could ID the occupants what (laughs) I don't know how to be a detective but I know this isn't it Yeah. I don't want anyone telling me how to do my job, but my job doesn't involve blowing up women and children. It's true. Uh, So they also claimed that when they tossed in the flares, the mother or stepfather must have tossed a flare into the fireplace, which therefore caused the explosion. Uh, (laughs) None of the historians have ever... This is a quote from a... um, a historian who's an authority on the Old West. His name is Fred Egloff. This is his quote. Uh, None of the historians have ever accepted that version. It was just a big question mark, a mystery. So, like, they knew that the Pinkertons did it, but they never had any, like, physical confirmation. Sure. Yeah. So, Are you talking about the, like, flare in the fireplace the, yes. thing? If yeah. someone threw fire through my window, I'd also probably put it in a place fire goes. I mean, yeah, that's true, but, like... Like, when someone leaves a coat, I hang it up, you they know? They can't pin the, the flare being thrown by the Pinkertons because the James gang theoretically also has a bunch of other enemies. Oh, that's what it, that's okay, what it is. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Um, so Egloff and the other historian, and another historian, Yeatman, uh, finally put the dispute to rest according to a 1993 Chicago Tribune article where they uncovered letters from Alan Pinkerton which confirmed the agency's involvement in the raid on what they called, quote, Castle James. Hmm. Uh, this is a quote from the letter. Quote, I hear that the Jameses and the Youngers, the Youngers are another brother group that were involved with the the Jameses. They may have had their own kind of gang at some point. Anyway, uh, are desperate men and that when we meet it, no oh God, 
I hear that the Jameses and the Youngers are desperate men and that when we meet, it must be the death of one or both of us. There is no use talking. They must die. Above everything, destroy the house to the fringe of the ground. Let the men take no risk. Burn the house down. So That was a different gang that said that? No, that's uh, Alan Pinkerton. Okay, and then the house burnt down? Oh, okay. I yeah. would say that's pretty That's pretty damning. conclusive. And then there was also a, one of their guns there. Yeah. A equals B equals C. Yeah. And is then, how you find the hypotenuse of a triangle. And then even more, <laughs> though. Uh, Egloff also uncovered something interesting. A letter dated December 24th, 1874, which was uh, like just over a month before the attack happened. Lieutenant General Philip H. Sheridan, who's a military commander of the Division of Missouri, Sheridan, in Sheridan introduces a ranking Pinkerton detective, Robert J. Linden, to the commander of the Arsenal. Linden, quote, wishes to obtain materials to assist him in arresting railroad robbers. Linden then obtained an incendiary substance known as Greek fire Ooh. from the government. Nice. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you wanted to commit domestic terrorism? Here well, you are in, in luck. luck. We just fought a war and have so much <laughs> domestic take it, terrorism. Take it, take it, take <laughs> it. Uh, if you don't know, Greek fire, obviously, I don't know if it was made by the Greeks, it was used by the Greeks. It's famous because it burns on water. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was yeah. actually made by the Byzantine sure. Empire, which included Turkey, a.k.a. Anatolia, and modern-day Greece. Sure. Cool. <laughs> Geography. Yeah, I don't do that well. Uh, <laughs> so this accident drastically changed the public opinion of the James brothers. If the Pinkertons had succeeded in killing the brothers, it prob- that change of public opinion probably wouldn't have happened. It's because they killed a young nine-year-old boy and oh, severely mutilated their, their mother. mother. So now everyone is like... They're martyrs. These kind. train robbers are just trying to pay rent. Who is it these Who days? Who is it? You, Inflation is crazy. You tip your waiter. You rob your local train. Mm. You just make it through the day. That's how you do it. Um, if you're going to commit train robbery, I'd rather you do it in Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so the James brothers were eventually brought to justice, not by the Pinkertons, because clearly they can't do their job well. Right. Um, James was shot in the back, in his home, by a brother of a member of his gang. Uh, this, the man who shot him's name is Robert Ford, and he had been promised immunity for the slaughter by the governor of Missouri. He was in the process. What? James was, or uh, Jesse James was in the process of hanging a cross stitch of the words, in God we trust. <laughs> on his wall when he was shot. That's like so on the nose that when you watch the movie of it, you're like, oh, well, they took license there. Uh, yeah, no, that's like, yeah. And so someone who Jesse James trusted shot him in the back, and the governor of Missouri was like, good job, gold star, no jail for you. Yes, he had to go through trial. I think the conditions of the immunity were like, he would do the, he would go You'd through the found trial, guilty, found guilty, and then, and then released. Pardoned. Yes, exactly. Okay. Robert Ford was then characterized as Judas, largely in part to his portrayal as a quote, dirty little coward in the folk song, in the folk song, Ballad of Jesse James. This song has been recorded through the years by performers like Vernon Dalhard, 
Pete Seeger, and Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> so this is the man who did ultimately kill Jesse James, mm-hmm. criminal. Yes. And even if he was being persecuted unfairly by the government, it was because he was a confederate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone was like, well, that man just never got a fair shake in this world. Anyways, he was Wonderwall. He wasn't even a confederate. He was like, <laughs> like, yes, he was on the confederate side. He was a guerrilla fighter. Right. And not the animal. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, say it, say it. James Fleming is waiting for you to say it. <laughs> <laughs> guerrilla warfare, guerrilla theater, guerrilla fighting. You know, we're all we're all in it. Uh, Can I actually go for some guerrilla theater? As long as there's like also like a dinner served. Absolutely, sure. <laughs> um, so after his brother's death, Frank James turned himself in, <laughs> and obviously the court of public opinion had changed drastically in the favor of the James brothers right. because he was tried for murder. And armed robbery, both in the state of Missouri. Which he's like very clearly guilty guilty of. of. And also robbery in Alabama. He was found not guilty for all and walked as a free man and lived a quiet life on his family farm, dying in 1950 in his 70s. 1915, sorry. It sounds like the Pinkertons weren't very good at their job no! for the one case they're known for. Like they literally turned the the tide against <laughs> themselves. <laughs> They're like, we have managed to murder a young boy, (laughs) mutilate that young boy's mother, mother, and then when Jesse dies, that's not us. No, that is. But at this point, we have failed so epically (laughs) that we're going to get the other guy off? Girl, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Robert Ford, the person who actually killed Jesse James was shot in Creed, Colorado in 1892 by Edward Capehart O'Kelly, who was viewed as Jesse's Avenger. Did he know Jesse at all? I think so. I'm okay. not, it's, it wasn't clear. I love it when Colorado gets referenced, though. Yep. Uh, his <laughs> sentence was then commuted in 1991 by the governor of Colorado at the time. 1991? 1891. Okay. Yeah. So he's still alive to get then excused. That doesn't make sense. He said he was shot in 1892. I may have gotten those dates wrong. I'm sorry. He was, he was, his sentence was commuted at some point. So both of the men who killed the, so the man who killed the first James brother Mm -hmm. then has killed himself. And then that man gets off. And the second James brother who wasn't killed also gets off. Yeah. I'm actually really surprised that America got Anna Chapman. I know. <laughs> right? Right? How did you how did you do this? We're so good and cuz we're getting close to tax season now. Yeah. We're so good at policing poor and middle class people yeah. who mess up a little bit on their taxes but are bad at like, you know, corruption and outright mm-hmm. murder mm-hmm. and also mm-hmm. holding your like <laughs> law enforcement agencies and justice systems to account. Yeah. I don't Fucking know. Nuts. Can I ask Am I just totally off base about Jesse James? Are there no. redeemable qualities about him that you found in your research? No, not really. Okay, cool. I just found out he was like just an old West cowboy. People are just like, he's so hot and dreamy and who doesn't love a bad boy? That's the Makes vibe me I want to show gather. my ankles. I'm, I mean, I could be wrong and correct me if, I'm, if there are redeemable qualities. It didn't really seem like there were any. It was just like, he's okay. a hot cowboy and he does what he wants. Bow, bow, bow. Um, I mean... Sometimes that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes that's good. So does this story seem like a clusterfuck? Yeah. Good. Uh, yes, it does. Yes. I was browsing Reddit when I found reference to this story, and the historian who wrote about it said, quote, Pinkerton, quote unquote, operatives, as they were called, pursued the James gang, parentheses, it was a fiasco. <laughs> <laughs> and the, in parentheses, 
poorly. Yeah. <laughs> and the Wild Bunch, parentheses, much more successfully. Uh, do you know who was in the Wild Bunch? Because I was then going to The Wild Google Bunch this. is in a, a band of other criminals? Yeah. I was going to go into it, but I'd already done so much. Like Billy the Kid or something like that? Did Uh, I get it right? No. 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 Uh, Robert Leroy Parker, a.k.a. Butch Cassidy. Oh, and the Sundance Kid. And the Sundance Kid. Nice. Uh, Well, the Sundance Kid is another person. But Uh, it's Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Yes, yes. But a kid singular, not plural. yes. Okay. Any connection to the now modern Sundance Film Festival? I don't know. Okay, we'll get there. Do they operate out of Utah? Okay. Cool, I think cool, it's cool. the old west. It's another thing where like they don't have a home base. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, the other people that were notably in the Wild Bunch: um, Peter Leroy Parker, Butch Cassidy, uh, Kid Curry, Elsie Lay, Larry Longabow, who is the Sundance Kid, Ben, the tall Texan, Kilpatrick, <laughs> <laughs> George Sutherland, Flat Nose, Will Carver, <laughs> and then OC Camilla Hanks. Can I? Okay. I know I just keep interrupting every 90 okay. seconds. I'm having a great time. That's the end of the first little story. Oh, fun. Okay. Not of, not of the Pinkertons. It's the first story about the Pinkertons. And Pinkertons are part one of the two-parter. Yes, there's, there's some more stuff. Okay. Um, sorry, you just said it was like one of the early episodes. And I was like, oh, so I can just talk whatever I want about like corruption in America sure. and our inability to get a lot of things right. I mean, um, true. You listed a bunch of people there, and a lot of them have nicknames. Uh, yeah. So... Uh, we're trying to start a tradition on the speech and debate team about giving every competitor like a nickname before they go that. to the, thank you. I full on stole it from a different team. They're That's aware. That's so cool though. They're aware that I'm stealing the idea from them. They're like helping me understand that it. That would make me so happy. Teachers who are listening, that's the secret to all of this. I almost never have my own good ideas. No, I just then implement good ideas. Uh, so I had to go to those coaches today, the ones who originally came up yeah. with it, and be like, super excited to start rolling this out this month because state is next month. How do you do it in a way to make sure no one's feelings get hurt? That's <laughs> right? so real. Like, how is it not Maya, the ringer, Warner, and Grant falls on his face? <laughs> Thomas, you know, How does someone not get, like, you know, the assassin... Casey. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> there for a good time. Right. No, there for a good time probably showed up late anyways. <laughs> Grant. <laughs> uh, they told me some logistics really stuff accurate. and I remember he being like, mm, mm-hmm, interesting. My my program's not set up that way, so we can't logistically pull it off that way. So I'll just think of it on my own. Oh! <laughs> and that's fine. In, that's good actually. It's actually I- that's good. That's good. <laughs> In high school, I was president of one of my choirs my senior year, and nice. I don't know if I told you this. I made a lot of egg puns in some of my emails out to the, At the no choir. At no point have you shared this lore, okay, this perfect. backstory. <laughs> um, and For some I, reason, I imagine you as a kid in the 80s, like huge frizzy hair and braces, yeah. but I do I was not just like giggling to myself while writing this like crazy email, and yeah. it was like, I'm also, I was also like very not like overbearing but like caring of them especially like during like midterms and final seasons of like let me know if you need anything I'm an impact yeah like if you need coffee I will bring you coffee you need snacks I will bring you snacks and that kind of stuff and so they nicknamed me Mama Egg oh that's kind of fun (laughs) it was really cute and so I got called Mama Egg they were all my omelets and (laughs) over to me and every one of you photoshopped uh, like a picture of, of my face from junior prom into the yolk of an egg and then put a, like a little caption underneath it that says excellent that's like the most endearing thing young people can ever do it's like here i took your image and distorted it and it's like oh you love me 
<laughs> Meanwhile, my other friend Lottie, who's been on the podcast, right, uh, photoshopped my face. I used to take selfies from like down here as like a joke. Okay. Yeah, like with a like a double chin. You know, she <laughs> she photoshopped that picture of me onto the like fat caterpillar from a Bugs Life. <laughs> I'm a beautiful butterfly. Why was he German? (laughs) And yeah, so, you know, friends, love. Lottie was also in that choir. I think she maybe thought I needed to get taken down a notch. Do you know what my nickname was in high school? Mm. I didn't have one. I didn't either. Yeah. Well, I mean, this... Other than egg. Mama yeah, egg. Yeah, like my senior year. The kids now at school call me Mama Thomas, which That's I think is really very cute. sweet. Oh, it's like super endearing. Yeah. yeah, it's really cute. I love that. I, I do too. Great <laughs> 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 of misty Anyways, um, none of them yes. are currently nicknamed after criminals. And that all changes tonight, folks. I don't know. You could um, call someone a tall Texan. That's not... And call someone a Texan? I think I'd rather swear in front of the kids. I'm gonna call tall Colorado. Have you ever like met? That. No, you, you haven't seen. You haven't seen. That's a weird thing. You haven't like met my students. You haven't been at a debate tournament no. where I'm like, these are my students. No. I wouldn't use the word tall. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, they're young. Enough. They're like they're young people. It's not even an insult. They yeah. are just young. They're just young. Okay. Anyway, back in the 1800s. Right. We were murdering people. We were so murdering sorry. people, <laughs> and those people had nicknames, and you know, it's a whole. The and cycle, soon, the cycle my beautiful of young life. people will also have <laughs> nicknames, much like their criminal forefathers. Hey. Um, so, following Alan Pinkerton's death. <laughs> sorry, go ahead. <laughs> So Alan Pinkerton, the original founder of the Pinkertons. Right, he dies. Okay. Yeah, he dies in 18... A-L-L-A-N. Yes. It feels... My, my, dad's, my dad's name is Alan, and it's A-L-A-N, and he very frequently... Right. And his middle name is also a first name, and so he'll get called by his first name, or like male will get addressed to his first name. He's like, I don't know who this is. But they his name is spelled A-L-A-N, and they always... Call him A-L-L-E-N. My middle name is A-L-L-E-N. It's in my Instagram handle. What? I know. Um, sorry, I just felt like, I, okay, I'll climb the ladder with you. Um, <laughs> did an acting technique. Anyways, um, for two months, I had a boss who signed my checks, because it was a very small company, who just signed my checks to Grant Allen, because that's what I was on Facebook, because mm. I was already student teaching and didn't want to be able to be found on right. Facebook, so mm-hmm. I wasn't using my last name. Uh, Wells Fargo absolutely cashed it. Just, like, let it on through. Let it on through. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it yeah. Doesn't, Checks, I, I'm still confused by them. Like, have I get s- it, but no. Have you seen that SNL sketch about mm. checks? <laughs> We have a lot of things to I have to today. show you. Okay. There's a lot of... Maybe we'll take a little halftime. Yeah. And I have two different SNL things to say. Okay, One perfect. of them is now checks. Checks. Perfect. <laughs> anyway, Alan Pinkerton <laughs> dies in 1884. Right. They keep death. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so he's gone. He's gone. Uh, so his son takes up the company, the helm of the company, and begins to focus the agency's actions on not railroad stri- not railroad uh, like robberies but action or uh, labor securities <laughs> fraud labor disputes <laughs> Jesus Christ can't talk. oh hold on but are the Pinkertons on the wrong side of those labor dis- disputes we'll find out I bet they're on the wrong side of those I'll labor bet, disputes I'll, I mean we'll Listen, find out they were the bumbling heroes of the first story and I'm increasingly worried that's as good as it gets for them yeah okay so okay this is one of their most famous uh, labor disputes that they were a part of it was the homestead strike 
Okay. Uh, I just have to wait Yikes. after every time I mention something historical just to see if Grant's going to like, did you see how quickly he came in with the Abraham Lincoln thing? Like two like, seconds mm, into the story. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. So, let me talk to you so, about the geopolitics of Maryland in 1861. So it's fascinating. And I was like, this has nothing to do with story show. <laughs> <laughs> so this was, the Homestead strike was a dispute between Carnegie Steel Metal and its workers. And it happened on July 6th, 1982. And if you heard Carnegie, yes, that Carnegie, uh, Carnegie Hall, uh, the conglomerate. Carnegie Mellon yeah. University. Yeah, exactly. Famous uh, for their melons and their university. <laughs> being a Carnegie. Uh, <laughs> uh, it occurred in Homestead, Pennsylvania at the Homestead Steel Mill. Uh, Andrew Carnegie, an American industrialist, uh, and his uh, manager for this mill, Henry Clay Frick, uh, it sounds like some of the sources said that he had hired Frick kind of because he saw these labor disputes coming. But anyway, um, Andrew Carnegie, Henry Clay Fick, Frick, the replacement workers and the Pinkertons right. against the Amalgamated Association of Iron and Steel Workers. So, yes, the Pinkertons. Yeah, the union. It's them versus the union. Yeah, Pinkertons against the union. So, I don't know. You decide if they're on the wrong side of history or not. I will. They yeah. are on the yeah. wrong yeah. side okay. of history. They're <laughs> like, let's beat these people who don't want to work in dangerous mm-hmm. conditions so that way scabs can come through and work in these dangerous conditions. <laughs> Amazing that the company that was double cashing checks to not solve the Jesse James <laughs> crime would then also be like, get your children in this workhouse. Beat, beat, get, beat. Get. <laughs> yeah. Uh, America over- does it way more subtly these days. <laughs> Way more subtly. We're really quiet about it. (laughs) Uh, Over the course of the 1880s, many unions were broken up at other mills and plants, but by 1892, many of the homestead mill workers were still represented by the union. Around 3,000 non-union workers uh, who were mostly Eastern and Southern European immigrants and their sons, it seems like, still supported the union. Um, The existing union contract between the mill and the union was set to expire on July 1st, 1892. Carnegie does not want to renegotiate this contract. They never do. Right. And and he tasks Henry Clay Frick, his (laughs) operations manager, with breaking up the union ahead of that deadline. Right. And so Frick's tactic... Uh, he tries to negotiate for a while, isn't super successful, so now he's gone on to threatening them, right. and he does that by cutting their wages, mm. which seems like it's not I right. know you're desperate, and that's why you joined a union and are insisting on me having a stronger contract yeah, next time Yeah, I'm going to pay you less. If I made your life even more tenuous... What's that going to do for you? <laughs> you going to leave the union now, babes? I don't know if yeah. you have worked at a company that has gone through this, and I'm sorry if this is triggering for those of you who are listening who have... But sometimes companies will hire consultants Mm -hmm. to figure out how to, quote, best retain talent. And they'll come up with a whole list of options. And almost never is it just pay Pay us more. And instead we spend thousands of dollars on this consultant to tell us that we don't need to get paid more. Mm -hmm. And a lot of me is like, that money that you paid that consultant would go a long way to pay us Your workers. I don't want a free breakfast that you picked up at 6.15 a.m. on a teacher PD day. I want to be able to afford a vacation, which <laughs> we so do. Real. I mean, I'm not yeah. trying to say that I have the, the worst. I want to de-escalate before I climb this ladder, uh, but you know what I'm trying to say. Um, so... <laughs> 
In late June, reminder, the contract ends July 1st. In late June, he locks the workers out and builds a barbed wire fence around the plant. The workers then start referring to the mill as, quote, Fort Frick. Which is pretty funny. That's good. Yeah. Uh, July 2nd, the day after the, the contract, contract expires, expires, he fires everybody. All the union workers, at least. Uh, okay. Wee hours of July 6th, 1892, 300 Pinkerton agents hired by Frick plan to travel up the river in covered barges to then occupy the plant. Uh, this is a prelude to replacing them with non-union laborers, a.k.a. scabs. Mm. Uh, thousands of workers and their families then storm the plant. Right. They had kind of heard about this. They, The Pinkertons don't, it seems like, get into the plant. <laughs> they kind of get... Yeah, there's all this convenient barbed wire that they, they're about to use. Yeah, they get met. Like, or the Pinkertons kind of get met at the pier where they're docking. And right. so there, a shot was fired and it... Like so many things, it's not clear who fired first, if it was an accident mm. or whatever. Was it the people who wanted a living wage or the people who would rather see them die? Who shot the first shot? <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Sorry, am I mischaracterizing this no, exchange you're, right no, now? you're absolutely yeah, okay. fucking right. Yeah, no, um, yeah, allegedly, yeah, okay. okay. At least, oh yeah, okay, so in the shots were fired and this began 12 Hours of fighting. Oh, fuck. Yes. Uh, in the afternoon, the workers were supported by reinforcements of 5,000 more people from nearby mills. Okay. And this resulted in the Pinkertons waving their little white flag mm. and being like, fuck, 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 right. fuck. Because <laughs> uh, there's 300 of them. And right. there are already thousands of mill workers. And now they're adding 5,000 more. Right. Girl, you fucked. Um, so the Pinkertons surrendered and were let off the barges to the local jail for protection. And <laughs> I did see a source that they were led to the local opera house, which was being used as a makeshift jail. Nice. That's really funny to me. But for men or for women? Yes. I'm talking about Mary Shady yes. right now? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, so two Pinkertons were clubbed into unconsciousness by strikers after their surrender. Okay. So... Still a good ratio. If it's all 300 still, of you get out of there, I mean, two of yeah, you are just yeah. kind of knocked so out. So in total, um, at least three Pinkertons and seven workers were killed during the battle and the aftermath. Workers then take control of the steel mill, steel mill, but this does not last long. Frick asks for help from the Pennsylvania governor, mm -hmm. Robert Emery Pattison, who sends in 8,500 soldiers from the National Guard on July 7th. There is another source that said it was only 4,000. Either way... Oh, it's a lot of trained yeah. soldiers. A now. lot of actually trained soldiers, right. not Pinkertons. Uh, Patterson had been supported in his election efforts uh, to office. He was supported by pro Carnegie political machines. So, what? So yeah, it's kind He's of influenced by money in politics. Well, no one alert the Supreme Court. No, oh, political today. Sorry, no, it's been I a while it. since we've done one of these kind of episodes where this, I'm like, this part yes, is America important. isn't good right now. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. And it, there's some sources that say he actually didn't really want to get the military involved, but then because of these affiliations, he felt like he had to. Mm, either yeah. that, or they'll fund the other candidate to defeat exactly. him. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Thank good we don't have that issue. No, anymore. that never happens anymore at all. Uh, so the plant was then turned over to the militiamen on July 12th, uh, six days after. The National Guards. Yes, yeah. uh, the National Guards. Uh, July 15th, the plant was operational with scabs. Public favor was in favor of the steel mill workers until there was an assassination attempt made on Frick on July 23rd, and then it kind of switches back to... Frick as in the uh, owner Operation of the, manager, okay. yeah. Um, this assassination attempt was made by anarchist Alexander Berkman, who is not associated with the union, and 
little little uh, Easter egg, he would later become a close associate of Emma Goldman, that Who? anarchist that I talked about almost being oh. my story for Anna Chapman. Oh, yeah. Well, that's fun. I know. Well, good for them. I was like, wow. What a fun circle of friends yeah. to run in. Good job. Good job. Getting public opinion away from the people that wanted more money. That's really cool. <laughs> Listen, I know they're a sympathetic cause, and it's almost impossible to yeah. turn public opinion against them. But what if I murdered a different working man? Would that do the trick? Yeah, okay. Yeah, and then the union um, maybe does some questionable things. The union bars African Americans. Mm, by questionable, we just mean racist. Yeah, racist, okay. racist. And therefore, many strike breakers were African Americans. Uh, these African Americans had left the rural South, right. and the steel mill was a great alternative for them. They don't During have the a ton migration. of options. Yeah. November 1892, the strike escalated again in a riot between white workers and African American workers. By November 21st, the union gave up and reapplied for jobs and agreed to worse conditions than it started with. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. They agreed to 12 hour shifts, shifts and reduced wages. What? Mm hmm. We've made a lot of jokes. I've made a lot of jokes. Yeah. There are times where you're like, wow, it was like. It was bad. Like, there's just times where it's just been like, it's sad, I think, is yeah, maybe the sad. word. I'm, you know, I'm like almost at a loss of words that it's, what yeah. they're asking for is to like time to see their family and money to afford things. And mm -hmm. I know like, that's a lot of what we're asking for now. Yeah. And uh, like <laughs> violence from the state was brought down upon them. Mm -hmm. And like as a final humiliation, they're like, you'll work longer and for less money. Yep. Yeah, and it's, it's rough. <sighs> I mean, you know I don't believe in economics, but like <laughs> all of it is just to like enrich a few wealthy steel magnates and not whatever. Andrew Carnegie this whole time was in Scotland. Like if he owned <laughs> all the stores in town yeah. and raised then their wages, he'd get all of that money back again and there'd be increased economic opportunity. Yeah. Whatever. It's you fine. know I don't believe in economics. Economics isn't real. Money's not real. Time's not real. It's a whole thing. Um, yeah, so... That was fun. Another instance where the Pinkertons didn't help, but is it's this like, entire episode just like Pinkertons fail real? Are we barstool sports right now? For I mean, the those Pinkertons? are the two stories I cover for the Pinkertons, and they don't make them look good. So, I yeah. loved both of them. I do want you yeah, to know that. It's good. funny that I was the first one to cover the Pinkertons hair toss with the sheet heat murders. The death glare Maya <laughs> is giving me right now that says more than just "you shut up." It is a threat of physical violence. <laughs> I'm too tired for that. What am I, a striking steel mill worker? I'll just hire a Pinkerton to do it for me. <laughs> okay, so I'm not in any real danger. Yeah, like mixed, mixed success rate. I don't know. Um, so you might be asking yourself, how the fuck is this legal? Right. Right? Like, they're acting on behalf of the government. They're also, like, being kind of brought in as, like... A militia, right. almost, in a lot of scenarios. And so, you're just letting a private company wage active, yeah. let's not say war, but like active violence mm -hmm. against its strikers. Yes, exactly. Like when Disney Studios cut the branches of the trees that yeah. the writer strike was happening under, everyone was like, how dare you touch trees in this situation? <laughs> yes. Meanwhile, they're like, some of you may die, and that's and a message that's a I'm willing to send. Like... <laughs> Okay, Lord, Lord, Lord. <laughs> so yes, how is this legal? Typically, to answer your question, Pinkerton men were sworn in as deputies by local sheriffs and then used as special police and federal marshals, and that's how it's legal. Is that still a system that we have? We'll talk about it. Listen, for my birthday, not this one, but one of them, I want someone to deputize me 
as a deputy so I can drive my Subaru Crosstrek as fast as I want <laughs> on an abandoned stretch of road, and then I'll turn my badge and gun back in. Because I assume you get a badge and gun. I'll turn <laughs> my badge and gun back in. As a disgraced officer? Okay, I don't care. I you gotta, need to have a speech. I gotta hit 120. That's you have to have a speech when you give the badge and gun back. <laughs> no. Four score and seven <laughs> minutes ago, I... I've always tried to do right by this country. Exactly. Anyways, I burned a lot of gas, and the child... Mentioned a check. check. <laughs> How okay. <dare> they? <laughs> so, <laughs> at this point, especially after the homestead strike, uh, people are kind of like, uh, "What? Oh. Why were the Pinkertons involved? Right. And why were they also not successful?" Mm. So, investigations by the House and Senate following the homestead strike revealed that many Pinkertons are often untrained ineffective and misled by employers as to where they're being sent and the nature of their tasks. So not only are they not good at their job, they're like, actually, actually not good at their job. (laughs) (laughs) The son is like, we are gathered here today not to investigate the unnecessary use of force, but to make sure this economy runs the way it's supposed to. And so Congress passes the Anti-Pinkerton Act in 1893, which limits the federal government's ability to hire PIs and mercenaries. (laughs) The only thing they do is stop buying from them. They're like, okay, like they can exist, right? But like, let's not give them our money. Uh, it's like your mom saying we have we have food at home. We have like, Pinkerton money at home. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's okay. Specific- we have seven different government agencies can that can threaten violence and poorly investigate exactly. something. So we don't need to hire an eighth. Specifically, this act, the Anti-Pinkerton Act, was passed due to concerns over hiring them as a quasi-military armed forces in the context of strike breaking. They didn't right. want that happening anymore. They prefer their militaries full militaries, not mm-hmm. quasi's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so assorted facts. <laughs> the Pinkertons are considered to be the front runner or the forerunner of the United States Secret Service. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, with their Lincoln mission, that makes sense. Yeah, because now that with the Anti-Pinkerton Act, the president can't hire their own personal detail. And now and we're so... talking about John Wilkes Booth again. Hell yeah. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I don't know how many times I have to tell you it's not. Okay, so... Uh, Alan Pinkerton often referred to himself as the, quote, chief of the United States Secret Service long before it existed. So it's thought that he might even have coined the term. Yeah. Um, The Pinkerton, I mentioned this earlier, the Pinkerton Detective Agency's logo is an I. This is the inspiration. pause, pause. I'm sorry, pause. There is nothing better than being infamous, infamous for using the phrase secret service. You cannot be infamous for a service that is secret. Those three words, you get two of them. You know? <laughs> for, those, for our non-US friends, the secret service is now the security detail, the like right. ultra highly trained whatever that protects our president. Here's one of my favorite little pop trivia questions. Mm-hmm. Which bureau, cabinet position, or division of the US federal government does the Secret Service belong to? Executive? So it protects the executive. Yeah. But it's not its own branch of the military. No, it's or anything. not. Yeah. So it's housed in one of our 
governmental departments. Oh, fuck, Do you know, know which one it is? No. The U.S. Treasury. Why? I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> because they're paying them. <laughs> I guess, but we don't house anything else under the Treasury That's really for that funny. reason. Yeah. The uh, U.S. Treasury Secretary has two jobs. Mm-hmm. Their signature goes on every dollar bill we yeah. have ever printed. And the Secret Service. Have you also sometimes like bailing out banks for reckless decisions instead of average Americans? Like that's totally cool. Have you ever been with a friend group that's played Secret Service? I was so unsure as to when that sentence was going to end. No, (laughs) I don't know if it's called Secret Service or like Protect the President. Nope. Oh, it's mo- it was like mostly frat boys that would play it, and mm. then I would accidentally get drawn in by being in the room. No, I oftentimes hung out with them after they had left all their friends. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good. That's that a joke. really good. <laughs> you got it or you did not get That's it. Good. And now you're kind of weirdly Googling something <laughs> on your phone. So <laughs> that game is if you're like with a group of people, every someone starts it and they put their hand to their ear as if they're like answering like a, a mic or something. The Secret Service kind of are known for having these like the mics right. kind of coiled behind their ear and then they have an earpiece. You put like a finger to your ear and they'll as soon as they're as soon as everyone has done it but one person you all shout, protect the president, and all tackle him. There's no winner or That's loser. That's so fun. <laughs> no. Are we too old to do that, or can we do that now? I'll do that. Hell yeah. I've done it before. We I'll have to do it before this episode gets published. That's fine. Which is actually a lot sooner than what we're used to. <laughs> I just want to tackle Jacob. Um, I think that'd be funny. Here's the thing. He can mm. wrestle. He absolutely okay, can wrestle. Uh, but sometimes I will find something he says super funny, and you've experienced yeah. this, where I'll just Punch. kind of, just like a good, solid upper arm, shoulder, like, golly, man, like, that was funny. And sometimes I don't know my own strength. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck? Jacob bruises like a peach, and I <laughs> sometimes act like a Hulk. Anyways, um... Lydia's like, will you stop domestically abusing my husband? <laughs> I have tasks for him to do. <laughs> Um, okay, back to the... Sorry. Oh, you have one, one more One more thing. secret thing. Of course I have A secret? Secret service thing. Is it infamous? <laughs> that was my joke. Um, people who also use the little, like, yeah, earpiece. earbud yeah. in the ear have to hold it to, like, hear it more clearly. Uh, school administrators. I love that. The amount of... T- Go ahead and ask me if there's more paper in the printing room. Is there more paper? Oh, sorry, one second, Miss Warner. Uh-huh. I gotta go. <laughs> she has like their keys as they yeah, run yeah. down the hallway. I used to do that when I worked at the Gap. We had those earpieces. And I would always like, you know, nowadays when you have like an AirPod in, yes. you're like just talking to nothing. That's what I was doing. We would like joke with each other over the earpieces. So I'd be folding laundry, like kind of giggling. And like a mom and her kid would come in looking for like a school uniform. And I'd just be like, <laughs> Years later, she'd start a podcast. <laughs> Who would have um, thought? I. I love this. I love all these little interactions. Principals who are doing that, they're doing their job, and yeah. I think that's great. I taught the kids recently the, and they were roommates, yeah, little yeah, speech. Yeah. I told you that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. Anyway. <laughs> so, someone was dead or alive? What was going on? Um, now we're just kind of in the like wrap-up for the cool. Pinkertons. We're cool, going to cool, talk cool. about little assorted facts. So, I told you that they're the forerunner <laughs> for the Secret Service. Um, we talked about how their logo is an eye, and so they're the inspiration for the term private eye. They're still around today. 
Um, they also hired the nation's first female detective, Kate Warren, who was the one that protected Lincoln on that train, and uh, Lincoln posed oh, as nice. her invalid brother. Uh, she was hired in 1856. She was 20- wow. a 23-year-old widow. She convinced Alan Pinkerton um, by telling him that she could, quote, warm out secrets in many places to which it was impossible for male detectives to gain access. So and, she would talk to women. And kind of pose uh, or, like, go to, like, strip clubs or that mm. kind of thing and get information out of men like that. Um, one time she busted a thief by cozying up to his wife, who revealed the location of all the stolen goods. <laughs> yeah, hilarious. We just love to gossip. We all, yeah, we're just the girlies, you know? Uh, it was... Uh, she got a suspect to feed her crucial information by disguising herself as a fortune teller and like taking reading his fortune whatever and i'm just seeing all of our storylines houdini like i'm seeing everything all of the just yeah exactly we've really covered this century (laughs) so you think that and then you just always and then you just always more no i know um in 1868, when she died, she was so close to the Pinkerton family at that point, she was buried in their plot, and she didn't oh. have any other family, so that was, yeah. Oh, wait. Because she was a widow. Of, kind of moved a little I bit. I know. Isn't that very sweet? Um, she lived a life. She did. Uh, she the, was also a Pinkerton, but she lived a life. Yeah. Uh, the Pinkertons also spied for the Union Army during oh, the Civil good. War. Oh, good. Okay. So, like, a, re- a single redeeming quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the Pinkertons created one of the world's first... Uh, or earliest criminal databases, which obviously now we have many. Um, at one point, they were larger than the U.S. Army. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, fun. Okay. In 2016, Vanity Fair reported that the Pinkertons charge around 85 to $125 an hour for protection services. So you can still hire them if you want. Interesting. A lot of celebrities, it sounds like, employ... Um, the Pinkertons or other like agencies for their own personal protection details. Like to get like a, like a name brand protection agency or just because they're like a solid business? Like Kim like- Kardashian. I think this article was prompted by sure. when Kim Kardashian got that scary robbery right. in Paris. My question is, are they just like industry standard or is it like, I want a name brand protection agency? Oh, I have agency. no idea. I think okay. there's just a lot of protection okay. agencies. They're just one of the old ones. They're also not technically owned by like the brand name Pinkerton. They're owned by another security sure. firm, I think. Um, and so... I'm gonna do the transition, and then okay. and then we'll take a little a little break. I would love a little bit of a Nespresso. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so the Pinkertons are good and bad, right? Like arguably, yes. they don't really have a strong. They're guns moral for compass. hire, which means they end up on the wrong side of some causes. They're literally rent to cops. Correct. Yeah. Um, at Paul the, Blart. Yes. <laughs> at the time, they're seen as the law. But their actions show the disorder in the execution of their tasks. Right. Right. Modern, the disorder. Uh, Oh, sorry. I'm going to jump with the gun. That's what I said. I sorry. said disorder. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> All I heard was the law. <laughs> disorder, <laughs> yeah. The action... Bowser. <laughs> uh, show the disorder of the execution of their tasks. Tasks. Modern day, if you take money out of the equation, the Pinkertons might be seen as vigilantes. Right. Kind of. If they're not being like hired for anything, right? They're right. taking their citizens taking the law into their it's own hands. It's that gray area where the government would like something done but feels bound by the constitution yeah. to like not <laughs> assassinate yes. children. Exactly. So this theme is twofold, and thus the story is twofold. Yeah. The Pinkertons were seen as the law but acted disorderly and often not in line with the general public's moral compass. So do you have any guesses what the next topic will be? Maybe an example of a person or group who is seen as chaos, but tends to act in the direction of a moral compass? Unions. No, I'm kidding. I have no idea. (laughs) My own classroom. (laughs) The answer is no. Good. And with that... Coffee time? We'll be back. All right. (laughs) 
Stay with us. Stay with us. <laughs> my dots. You can take the bowl with you. I should. I mean, I mean we can also work. start recording. You just have to not talk. <laughs> okay. Snacks okay. You know Snacks that, okay. Right? It's just talking is talking is is where it gets frustrating. You're what twenty four. Yeah. You're not gonna be able to snack on everything in six years like you can now. You know that Moira Rose advice, take as many, many naked, naked pictures, pictures of, of yourself, yourself now. I'm not even joking. You might think that you're... You're too old, or no one wants to see, see these scary <laughs> movies. But Love you that. will look back on them in years with tender eyes. So for you, any meat and dairy, as much as you want, okay? Because it ends, my friend. It ends. If you ever become lactose intolerant... My dad would I can't eat Ben and Jerry's ice it's cream. Not, it's not a genetic thing. It's a... It's absolutely It's 100% a genetics thing. Motherfucker, if I stop eat, if you stop eating dairy, you will become lactose intolerant. I was lactose intolerant way before I stopped eating dairy. Humans are lactose intolerant. Right. You, you just gotta keep fucking eating it, bro. I love, I love you. I love you. Google and it. I remember having the exact same thought when I was 25. And then one day when I was 26, If I become lactose intolerant, I want you to know this podcast ends because I die. <laughs> I die. No, you just learned that life is no, pain I like die. I did no. a little bit at 30. Uh, neither of my parents are lactose intolerant. So if it is genetic, I think I'm okay. When I was 26 I or 27, I had a pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream that hurt so bad I almost went to an urgent care. And I have not had <laughs> Ben and Jerry's since then. Do you know what I eat now? Sorbet. Or a gin and tonic. Which is an okay trade-off, but it's not Ben and Jerry's ice cream. I just can't get sad anymore. Both genetic <laughs> and non-genetic causes. I never just because your dad has it doesn't mean it's genetic. I love how superior we all sound when it says you're both right. <laughs> We're all like, I'm just you saying, see? it's not just genetic. <laughs> yeah. Also, most of my friends that are lactose intolerant developed it. The positive thing too is that it is really just. So hard cheese has almost no lactose in it. Mm -hmm. So hard cheese is always going to remain an option for you. A solid parmesan. Don't bring me into this. I am, I will not even acknowledge lactose intolerance becoming a part of my life. I refuse. Which is so funny. And this is both, I think, an insult and a compliment at the Good. same time. You just seem so natural and comfortable with the... Why thought you were on Do Not Disturb? Um, with the concept of aging. Yeah. And so for you to be like, I will never change on this. This is... Cheese is the one thing I am. I will not fuck around with. Don't at me. Um, I won't at you, but I will on your 28th birthday slide under the table a lactate pill that I got from Lydia, who has all my lactate pills, and be like, welcome. I will kill you. Listen, life's about just slowly collecting a few more medications to hold off. I the already have too many. To hold off the eventual lifestyle changes you probably should be making. I already have four and that's not even vitamins. That's L just mental health. Lactate's not an everyday thing. You shouldn't be chewing it like vitamins. And if you are, I want to know how much dairy you're having. <laughs> <laughs> I have a significant amount of dairy. Um, okay. Anyway, we're coming back to the story. Of Pinkertons, right. Pinkertons. We just transitioned a little bit. We're thinking about maybe what what the modern day Pinkerton might be if money weren't involved. Who's our modern day vigilante? Okay. Okay. Who's our modern day vigilante? Mm -hmm. I have a couple of re reactions. Okay. I'm like, is this like a DC Marvel thing? 
Mm. Okay. Is it? Second, it's like, is this those videos on the internet of like Karen's getting called out for things? No. Because the people who record those, those are our modern day vigilantes. That's really true. But like in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And then like, I guess there's like kind of sometimes like internet vigilantes, like anonymous and stuff, but I don't really actually know any, I don't know anything about anything. Okay. Well, we're going to start with a story and then... Um the topic will reveal itself. Okay. okay. You know how much I love guessing. I know. I still, driving home from last episode, mm-hmm. uh, I was like, <laughs> Anna Chapman. I didn't even read those articles. I just saw the headline. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is, um, I was watching a documentary on, uh, the documentary is called, I'm actually not going to tell you that yet. Okay. Um, we're going to start with Hunter Moore. Does that name ring any bells? Perfect. Morse? Moore. Oh. <laughs> His great, 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 great grandfather was the second cousin three times removed of the great, 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 great grandfather. You know how when you're full, but the food tastes good, you have a little bit more? That was his family. That's really funny. It's not. That's so dumb. That doesn't mean anything. That's that's where that's, that's the family. Them. That's yeah. I mean it was like I think a sister or something. But <laughs> yeah, no one knows that story really. Okay. Anyway, Hunter Moore. <laughs> uh, 2010. We're in 2010. I'm not even laughing at the joke anymore. I'm laughing at how much we shared collectively love for that dumb joke. It was a stupid joke, but I loved it. Sorry, we were in 2010. We're in 2010. A man named Hunter Moore uh, founds a website called isanyoneup.com. Okay. Is that ringing any bells? Wait, hold on. Can I guess? Yeah. Is this about, is the second chapter about online detectives helping solve things? No. Okay. That is a good idea, though. Thank you. I have you. several of those cases. Oh, I'm sure you do. Honestly, sometimes there's topics I don't even really consider touching, because I'm like, Maya's going to know about it, <laughs> or have already planned to do it, you, and will be low levels mad at me if I don't do it as well as she would. If you touch, if you touch, if you touch a single serial killer. <laughs> Gays, women, Britney Spears, history, those are my topics. Just kidding. I would Murder, love investigation, you crime, that's you. <laughs> You saw me during the Sheedy trial. Like, you I'm were really so excited. happy. Yeah, you could cover true crime anytime you want. I've just watched a lot of those documentaries already. It made you happy, but what's truer to my soul was the Agatha Christie episode, I which loved, is one of my episode. top three favorite mm-hmm. episodes. I do anyway. love that. <laughs> Pastor was like, don't think it was your best work, but <laughs> you followed it up with James Fleming, so <laughs> Ian Fleming. <laughs> Ian Fleming. <laughs> Yikes. Okay, so Hunter Moore is anyoneup.com. Right. This website, it started in kind of the scene community. I get the impression it was California, but that could be way far yeah. off. Yeah, the scene community. Um, people would submit their own photos to this website, and it would include their names and professions and links to their social media accounts. These photos were all X-rated. Oh, okay. Yes. You would submit your own photo? In theory of yourself. In theory of yourself. Because I'm guessing the profile name is one that you created and isn't titled like a Facebook account or something. Kind of, yeah. Okay. Um, the documentary that I watched did interview a guy who was um, an early person that was shown on Is Anyone Up? He was a big member of the Seed community. And he said that when it first started, it was like something that people were checking every day just to see like who would show up on it because sure. most of it was, it was like a tight kind of knit community sure. until one day he left his phone at a bar 
with his friend while he went to the bathroom. And when he came back, his friend was like, I submitted those nudes I found on your phone to isanyoneup.com. And there's no real way for him then to get it taken down. Or not screenshotted, saved, yep. downloaded, sent yep. elsewhere. Yeah. Um, oh. This began in the scene community. Who, what, who does that? Hunter Moore does. Babes? He was the friend that uploaded no, oh, those no, photos? No, 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 no. I don't know. I who mean, the here's the thing. Was. While I think that's like, I the, don't know. There's a lot of like stuff around like the website Hunter Moore created from just what yeah, I've learned yeah. so far. My first like a gasp is like, who just sees their friends' nudes and be like, I better upload these to the internet? That's fucked up. Like, I think the impression was that the people who were not on it kind of perceived it as a joke. Like, it was funny mm. until he, like, even the guy who was interviewed was like, I thought it was kind of hilarious until my own nudes were on there. Right. And then I became the topic of conversation. Right. And then it's not funny anymore. Um, yeah, so it kind of started with photos that were sent involuntarily, right? parentheses well kind of um then it began accepting anonymous submissions which then morphed into if you have kids in the car maybe i don't know don't this is the part they skip forward in. yeah maybe really <laughs> at least for the next couple seconds uh this morphed into revenge porn yeah of course it's yeah it. where people would vindictively send in nudes of exes to this website and they would then be hunter moore and the people that were big on it his followers were dubbed themselves the family. Yeah. Um, they would kind of encourage cyberbullying on these people. Of the naked people mm-hmm. who are having their photos often posted against their consent yeah, it, or without like, it? Yeah, because their exes are submitting it and then it's posted like you get your own page. And kind why of. is Hunter Moore encouraging people to do that just for like to drive page views and stuff? Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, so. <sighs> This is where, for Hunter Moore, this is where a troubling twist comes in. Uh, Her name is Charlotte Laws. She's actually a former politician, actress, author, talk show host, animal rights advocate, former BBC contributor. Like, she was actually famous at this point. Also, that's a huge resume. And I think, from my understanding... All of those things came before this. Okay. And she was prime. She was uh, pretty prominently featured in this Netflix docuseries, so now she's getting a bunch more media attention. But um, Charlotte's daughter, Kayla Laws, finds her own nudes on the website. Only, she never submitted them to the website, obviously. Mm. She also never sent them to anyone. Mm. An ex or anyone. The only time it was ever sent or received was when she emailed them to herself in an effort to get storage on her phone. Oh. Because remember, this is 2010. Like, storage is not like you can get a two terabyte iPhone anymore. Like, you're pretty frequently deleting photos off of your phone. So she had emailed them to her. She was having, like, a nice night where she was, like, kind of practicing self-love the way she described it. She was taking selfies, and then all of a sudden she's moirosing it. Right. She's like, like like take a lot of pictures of yourself now. It's like a self, I don't know, like, to boost her own ego. Um, Charlotte. So Kayla almost immediately goes to her mother. Charlotte Laws goes full motherfucking mama bear on this bitch. She starts monitoring the website, and well, obviously they contact Hunter Moore, try to get take to. Can take you it down. run me through these names again? So, Kayla and Charlotte, what? Who are these women again? Charlotte Laws is the one with the crazy resume that was already famous. Right, insanely. Mm-hmm. Cool. Her daughter Kayla is okay, the one so who's mother nudes. daughter. Yes. Okay. And then Hunter Moore is the the website owner. How old is Kayla in this story? Couldn't tell you. I think she was an adult. Okay. At least yeah. over eighteen, but yes. still young. Still young for sure. Like, definitely not. A comfortable position for anyone to be in. Right. So Charlotte is 
she's worked with Kayla to contact Hunter on several platforms to try and get him to take it down. They either get no response or they get like basically no as an answer. Like, however this happened, it's your daughter's fault. Anyway, for taking the photo. Yeah, this is kind of, I remember this it's kind of the era. The definition of victim blame. Yeah, I remember this era of like, people being like, well, don't take nude photos if you don't want them on the website. Like, this is how this started. Right. Of, like, that mindset. I remember in schools, mm -hmm. we would message to kids, if you take a photo of yourself mm -hmm. and then send it, you have trafficked child pornography. pornography. Yeah. Even if it's of yourself. Yeah. And if you're the receiver then saves it, then they like hold on to it. And like legally you're in this dubious area. Copyright was, laws are really weird. Right. Yeah. I would it that didn't feel, at least at the time as an educator, victim blaming. Mm -hmm. It felt very much like we're trying to protect you. But it's still like right. this is where that came from because okay. like yeah. Um so Charlotte begins monitoring the website and contacting new victims to get their story after like offering them help in any way she can, right? So she finds out that over 40% of the nudes posted on the site, the subjects of those photos, obviously mostly women, there are men featured on the website sure. too. Um, most of those subjects say, 40% of them say that their photos had been stolen from them. Like they were not submitted. Right. Or like they don't think, like there's a couple that they said they had submitted or given them to an ex, but they then contacted that ex after. And the ex said, no, like I swear I never I've did anything. Yeah, phone. something right. like that. So, there's a lot of people um, after him to get individual photos taken down. So he's being attacked from all angles. But at the same time, he's on Twitter and he's blowing up. People love mm. him on Twitter. Anytime he makes a comment, it's like there's a lot of people responding saying, I fucking love Hunter. And like women are approaching him at bars all the time. Like he's getting a fuck ton women of Women are approaching him at a bars in a positive way? Yeah, like they want to sleep with Hunter. You know what? what? Hunter has a girlfriend this entire time. It's crazy. If I Google Hunter Moore, will it ruin your story right now? No. I, I want to so. see what this person looks like. Oh, I have like. pictures. Okay. Um, I'll show them to you in a second because they're, they're pictures they from something. interviews. Yeah. Okay. Um, so one of the people aiming to take him down, James McGibney, who's an ex-Marine and a successful and rich entrepreneur, tries to... Um, wants to take down the website from the inside. What happened was he owns like a lot of websites, okay. I think, and Hunter approached him about advertising on Is Anyone Up? So he goes to Is Anyone Up and he's like, this is really messed up. Right. Um, I need to find a way to take him down from the inside. And so he agrees to advertise with Hunter. And eventually he is doing his own kind of research. He sees photos and he's asking Hunter, how are you doing age verification right. on these, the, these people? And Hunter kind of explains it to him, and that is kind of like an honor system. Like, people sure. will report ages, but... You, like, click a box that says, I swear these people are yes. at least 18 or older. James proves to him that one of the people he thought was 19 was 15, at least. Oh, my and God. And there's probably more than that. And so he's... James oh. is kind of, like, scaring him, like... You are now doing something incredibly illegal. Right. You are very public. And profiting off and of profiting it. Off and profiting off of it. And defending it. And you're the one that kind of agrees to post these things. Like, you get the submissions. You agree to post whatever. Um, you need to get out of here. Like, you need to get out of this business right now. Okay. Sell me the website. And it's out of your hands. It's it's done. Eventually, uh, Hunter agrees. James buys the website. <laughs> and the very next day... All of the photos are removed, and isAnyoneUp.com redirects to Bullyville.com, which is one of his passion projects. He had been severely bullied oh. as a kid. Yeah, and so um, the front page of Bullyville features Hunter's announcement on the site of the site closing, 
along with like his picture on the front page. Hunter Moore's picture. Mm-hmm. So like this was the guy who was doing this. Yeah. I bought it from him and then I shut it down. Yeah, and then the letter from Hunter saying like I am deeply apologetic for my actions, whatever. Fascinating. Yeah. Can I say mm-hmm. we need more rich people doing stuff like this. Yeah. We need more rich people making weird art plays. Yes. Um, I want just impressionist paintings of like a debaucherous dinner party 100%. where everyone has an iPhone. Exactly. Right. I, I want I want us to spend money the way rich people were supposed Post- to spend money. <laughs> exactly. Which isn't on Twitter and the Pinkertons, but mm-hmm. instead our injustice. Fucking fucking people up. Um, <laughs> after this, Hunter claims he's going to start a new project called um, We Party for a Cause, which would organize events to raise money for various charities. Okay. He goes on several interviews. Um, Who one, is doing this again? Hunter Moore okay. says he's doing this. He, I think maybe before he announces the sale of the website, he ends up on an interview with Anderson Cooper, mm. where he is forced to face two of his victims. Yes. Yeah, this is that a picture of that interview. Oh, that's Kate Warren, by the way. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, this is him with Anderson Cooper facing those two victims. He looked, listen, I'm sure it's like right here. He looks uncomfortable. He was deeply uncomfortable. He also, and I hate to typecast, but 100% looks like a guy who would not apologize. He looks like a scene kid, yes. obviously, but a, like just the way he's holding himself and like kind of his face and his attitude. You can Google this interview between, what an interest, yes, yeah, between him and Anderson Cooper, and it's fucking wild. Um, but okay, so where are we? So, yeah, um, is anyone up at this point, once it gets taken down, has been up for 16 months? Okay. It is not long-lived, which kind of surprised me, because I was like, something this, like, crazy feels like it should have been going on for four years. If they start it in the summer of one year, it's down before, what, Christmas the next year? Yeah, exactly. Um, Everything everything seems fine until he appears on HNL's uh, Dr. Drew show where he's now supposedly this reformed person. He's being interviewed about what it was like being the king of revenge porn. Um, What a title to not want to have, you know? Yes, exactly. Um, So he, on this interview, is kind of bombarded, surprised. They bring a guest on. What? You guys don't like me? He's surprised by Dr. Drew has scheduled a surprise guest, and that surprise guest is Charlotte Laws. <gasps> oh, the person who started the crusade? Uh, well, one of them. Um, this is a screen grab from that interview. <laughs> he looks so bad, can I just yes. say? Like, that shirt, that button is fighting for its life. Yeah, it's not... She looks like she came to play. Oh, yeah, she, she does not look go. like she is about to handle Like, the way I would this. describe him in that photo is it's like he just woke up and he has to go pick up red solo cups from his yes. frat house's front yard. Yeah. Oof. So, here's, here's the thing. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about Hunter Moore. I'm almost positive he is the villain in oh, this. yeah, 100%. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm glad that these things are happening yeah. to him. I wish more happened to him than uncomfortable interviews that he probably got paid to be part of. Yeah. Um, hopefully, that's part mm-hmm. of the story. Okay. We'll see. Yeah. But if it's not, I'm glad at least he experienced some like deep humiliation and shame mm-hmm. for creating a site that encouraged, by his own hand, humiliation yeah. and shame. So in this interview, she confronts him about her suspicions that he is somehow hacking victims' emails because she has the evidence. She has the receipts that, like, her daughter did not send it to anyone. Um, He kind of loses his shit. He's like, well, no, it's, like, your whore daughter. And, like, yeah, you're... Not a image rehab moment Yeah, like, you 
it was your daughter's fault. She's the one that did it. It's not my fault that she took the picture. It's not my fault it got submitted to the website. I can't believe you would accuse me of hacking. Like I definitely can. You founded a porn website. I can absolutely believe you would violate people's internet privacy. Yeah, exactly. Um, this prompts severe backlash, particularly on Twitter, from Hunter and his the family. The laws received death threats and, are, of course, are victims of severe cyberbullying. Oh, they called him out on the, what he is probably doing. Yeah. And truth was met with violence. Yeah, I mean... Imagine our shock. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, so Hunter is a vindictive little bitch mm. and announces that he is going to start Is Anyone Up To? in an interview with Beta Beat. I'm not sure what, what that is. Yes. Um, and this new website, um, since he doesn't have access to Is Anyone Up? He sold it. Right. Is Anyone Up To? is going to have all the same pictures from that last website. So how can he? Is it cached somewhere or something? It's in a server, probably. It's maybe in his files. Um, so at this point, what I didn't write down, um, Charlotte's daughter, Kayla, I can't tell if it was like his her biological father or a stepfather. The person married to Charlotte Laws is a lawyer, and so basically sent of like take Kayla's photo down or we'll or take else. you to court. Right. And so Kayla's photo is actually down at this point. So now he's saying all the same photos will be back up, even ones that have been taken down. And so that means that Kayla's photo is going to go back up because right. this is his retribution essentially to the Laws family. And so it'll have all the old pictures back. What an absolute fucking sleazebag. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sure no, there absolutely. might be kids in the car, but what a gross human. Um, he, so the previous website had included their name, links to all their social media, uh, yeah. So like, there's like the a, person's information is out there. Yeah. So there, there was a story of like a teacher who randomly got fired one day. She didn't know why until Charlotte Laws called her and was like, "Have you been on anyone is up is anyone up com?" And she was like, "No." What is that? Right. Your nudes are on there. That's why you got fired. Like stuff like that. Crazy. Is anyone up too? Notable difference: have home addresses and driving directions to their house. Why? I don't. No. Why? What would possess someone to be so, like, even if I could understand why you would be so angry at a young woman mm -hmm. and her family, this is so far out of pocket for that alone. Yes. But then let's take that and set aside for a second. There's hundreds, thousands of other people who you're also going to target in that way. He's doxing them. Before yes. doxing was really like a thing. How are you walking around? How are you going outside into the sunlight? And also, how are you sleeping at night? It's so gross. It's so gross. Around this time, too, um, he's living at his mom's. Of course he is. Charlotte Laws, she's like, I think she's working with the FBI around this point. She's been told to like keep quiet about it. So the FBI is on to him. They're trying to like figure out Get what's going on, right? Yes. Um, she doxes him on Twitter by posting his home address. Obviously, she received a ton of backlash, sure. but she was like... Do you like when people do this? Here it is. Yeah. This is what it's like. Um, there is our main character of the second half. Have we not met them yet? We have not met them. Oh. Hate private information being shared. So Hunter is now not only like about to sh like repost all of these like very exploitative images and right. information there. He's also about to like really threaten some people. Right. Show off where they so, live and stuff. Especially if you are a, a woman, mm -hmm. where like stalking, like mm -hmm. stalking disproportionately impacts them. Women do have to change their addresses sometimes yeah. because of like people they know mm -hmm. threaten their physical safety to then like anyone. Oh, do you like, do you, do you want to, well, here they live and here you go. And here's how you would get there. 
And so the, our main character is not about to let this happen. So as I wrote in my notes, ba 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 ba. It's John. Wait, is it actually John Cena? No. Okay, I don't know. So he seems like a Renaissance man. No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> fight, uh, anonymous. Oh, like the website anonymous. Website. Is it the the or the web? When I say website, I mean internet group. The internet group anonymous. Anonymous. Good. Yes. Okay. They post something, uh, a video. Uh, if you don't know who Anonymous is, they, they will post a video and they're known for wearing the V for Vendetta masks. Right. And so you don't really know who's in Anonymous. Most people keep it quiet if they are in Anonymous, but they post a video saying like, Hunter Moore is on site. Like, fuck you. Right. Uh, Hunter later backtracks the is anyone up to statement saying uh, it was a semi lie because he'd been drunk and coked out when he did that interview. Mm. He confirmed not everyone's address will be posted. Only the people who had personally wronged him. Ding, ding, ding. Charlotte Lanza's daughter. Right. Um, anonymous. Then also she actually hadn't personally wronged him. He had taken in a, he had taken intimate photos of her and used them for his own selfish personal gain, gain without yeah. any connection to her whatsoever, mm-hmm. without any apology, without no, any yeah. justification. Not that there is a justification mm-hmm. for that, yeah. but she had actually not personally wronged Done him. anything wrong, yeah. Um, so Anonymous published detailed personal information about Hunter Moore on Pastebin, which is like a text storage site, it seems like. Okay. Um, Hunter then provokes Anonymous by daring them to attack his websites via tweets, and Anonymous said, Okay. Um, yes. Okay. Yes, and? So what do they do? They hacked and wiped his servers. So now he does not have the photos. Oh, it's all gone. At all. He cannot re-up isanyoneup2.com. That's so sexy. I'm sorry. I, I That's so no. cool. I didn't even, like, listen, what you could do on the internet, I don't know. I, like, I don't really know. don't know how don't it know. works. I don't know. <laughs> This is, I don't know how Wi-Fi works. I think it's magnets. I don't know how it works at all. So the idea that like an outside thing could like get into your yeah. server and like do it yeah. and like what erase is it a all. server? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I was like, I was, are you just like keeping a flash drive charged? Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's so cool. So this is the sexiest thing that they do, but they don't stop there. Good. They get into his bank account and reportedly donate all most of his money to a women's abuse shelter. Do wait. They, rem- they erase this this guy's social security number. What? They have him declared legally dead in the state of California. (laughs) Okay, hold on. You actually touched on one of my favorite niche topics. (laughs) I have a friend. No, y'all, listeners. Listeners, you don't understand. That's funny. And you're like, oh, man, what an insane amount of paperwork that has to take to get fixed. No, you don't understand. When you are dead to the social security agency... (laughs) You are dead. dead. I had a, I have a friend from high school who was like inappropriately reported as dead to the Social Security Administration. So and funny. he has like gone to their office and he's been like, I am here. <laughs> you can see me. This is very I am not dead. And they were like, this form <laughs> says you are. It's literally Houdini. He can't vote because he can't register because dead people can't vote. Like, I do not think you actually understand how much it has kind of ruined this friend's life that he has been declared. He lives in New York, so I think he's fine. I mean, he's making a life of it, but it's like... There's not like a paper you file or it's like, hey, I was just checking your work and you got it wrong. You do not check the Social Security's work when they think you're dead. You're dead. You're dead to them. You might as well actually die. <laughs> so to have him declared legally dead is both funny and sexy as hell and, and, and beyond 
beyond inconvenience. Like, semi-permanent unreversible. I don't want to say that we're supporting crimes, because this is a crime, but it is a crime against a criminal. Right. So I'm not going to say I and don't like person. it. And a bad person. Also, yeah. here's the thing. Fundamentally a horrible person. You never know who's listening when no, it comes to this. Yeah. So if you um, if you actually know how to reverse a declaration <laughs> of death from the Social Security Will Administration, you... send us, us an email. <laughs> well, I laughed pod, P-O-D, at gmail.com. This isn't like a close personal friend. I haven't talked to them in years, but last I heard it was like unresolved. And I would love to be like, <laughs> hey, sorry, I just kind of remember this one. Here's the link of what, uh, what I was do. just, I don't know if it's going to work or not if you've ever done it, but here's what someone would say if you wanted to be declared alive. Because <laughs> my question now is like, do you have to get a birth certificate? I like a new birth, birth certificate? certificate? <laughs> Can you imagine? The, like I wasn't born yesterday. Try that, well. born again Christians. <laughs> <laughs> I challenge you to declare yourself dead yeah. of the Social Security Administration, <laughs> then we'll know you're serious. <laughs> so... This is all really great that Anonymous did this, and it does help alleviate some of the pain that these victims are going through. Yeah. Um, obviously, like those those emotional scars will probably never heal in the same way, right? right. Um, but it is important that those photos were never republished. Sure. Like they can't really control what happened when they were initially on the web in right. 2010. Where they might have gone from yeah, there. Yeah, but Hunter did not have access to them anymore. Um, at some point the FBI arrests him. What they ended up figuring out is that there is a man, I cannot remember his name. It might've been like Christopher or something like that. He had hacked Hunter Moore's email and Hunter Moore, instead of getting mad said, no work for me and offered to pay him like a a lot of money a, a week. I can't remember what the number was. And so this man agreed to do it. And so he just hacked a bunch, all of these women's emails and got the photos out of the email sent to so Hunter. Charlotte Laws was right. Mm-hmm. He had Absolutely. hacked someone's yeah. email. He had known about it. He wasn't personally doing it, but, but he was authorized paying it. someone to do it for him. And, and then and having that information live up on yes, the web. Yes, and the FBI in this docuseries were like, he was really sloppy about it because you know how you can have a recovery email on Gmail? Sure. Um, so like if you get locked out of your own email, mm. you can like have a code or whatever sent to this recovery email, which will help you get back in. Anytime he hacked someone, he added an email that he was in charge of, and it was the same email every time as a new recovery email. And so that's how they were able to track this. So guy he would down. hack in to create like of the recovery email so you'd have access to it. Yeah. So they actually had access. They actually knew who was doing the hacking. They just, it took them a while to find the link to confirm that Hunter was like involved right. in some way. They're like, you're guilty, but we think more people are also guilty. Yeah, exactly. Crime. And so, um, they both get sentenced obviously. And this guy, Charlotte laws remembers in like the trial that this guy was actually like remorseful kind okay. of, and Hunter was, not. And right. so it's really, it was a financial thing. Like he was getting paid to do it. Maybe he didn't morally agree with it. And obviously you still shouldn't do it. But like, anyway, anonymous chaos incarnate acts in the direction often of the public opinion. And so it's kind of like the exact opposite of the Pinkertons. And so some of the other sources that kind of give away this story that I didn't mention. Um, the first one is the most hated man on the internet on Netflix. That's where the story that I just read about Charlotte Laws came from. It's a three-part docuseries. About it's, Hunter Moore. It's crazy, yeah. If you're interested, if you want to know more, absolutely watch it. Um, some of my other sources were Cybersecurity Magazine and Hack Read and some other like cyber hmm. websites, cybersecurity websites. So, anonymous. <laughs> they, <laughs> they are, quote, a... Uh, Jesus. 
decentralized international movement of, of digital activists known for generating high profile cyber attacks against governments, companies, and other institutions. Oftentimes they will end their announcements with quote, we are anonymous, we are legion, we do not forgive, we do not forget, expect us. Okay, so super chill group of humans. <laughs> really fucking chill, dude. Really fucking chill. And Good for them. Kind of the interesting thing about Anonymous is that there's no hierarchy. Um, they, therefore, they really don't have any control of what's done in their name. So you can Google what Anonymous has done, and there's a fuck ton of shit, and it's all over the world. And it's really just like if enough people in the group want to do it, they do it, and that's how it kind of goes. So their operations are proposed in online communities, usually via encrypted IM apps, and then carried out if there's enough support. It originated on 4chan, which huh. is. If you don't know, it's the same uh, platform where QAnon originated off okay. of. It's similar to Reddit, but there's like not as much moderation, I think, is okay. what happens. Um, so because of this, because there's no hierarchy, there's no real way to judge if an action is carried out, a carried out by, quote, anonymous is legitimate. Their actions uh, are, say that they are politically libertarian leftist and they're strong advocates for freedom of speech yes (laughs) and resistance against government oppression so they originated on 4chan in 2020 or 2003 they were started by teenagers (laughs) who met in as most good things are yes who met in chat rooms to coordinate trolling of other internet groups so they would meet and be like let's go into this other group and just like let's infiltrate be assholes and ruin quilt weavers of north Mm -hmm. america or whatever yes (laughs) and so they referred to themselves as quote anonymous because that was 4chan's default username if you like log in oh interesting and so that's kind of a way that they don't like really track you by the end of 2006 the group escalated to harassing people it didn't like like far-right radio host Hal Turner. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) At this point, Anonymous is still not considered to be politically motivated. Their focus is on having fun. Did they turn the frickin' frogs gay? (laughs) Yes. Alex Jones. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That remix, by the way, actually really good. Has a solid beat to it. I love those remixes. Yeah. So, beginning in 2007, four years after they were kind of originally founded, started working together, Anonymous begins to shift their focus. So I think at this point, they're starting to get not just teenagers, like actual Mm. people that are able to like... With degrees and access to things. Yeah, exactly. Um, Canadian Security Intelligence Service, CSIS, approached Aubrey Cottle, who who was a leading member in Anonymous, about working for the Canadian law enforcement to disrupt online spaces of terrorist groups. Cottle believes CSIS, quote, grossly overestimated his activities. <laughs> the government is the government. It doesn't matter if He's it's like, the Pinkertons oh, or Anonymous. Man, I, I'm just on 4chan a lot. I have no idea <laughs> how to like, do that. What? I don't know what you're talking Listen, about. Listen, I don't know if you've had this experience, huh? but I have actually had this exact experience at work where someone would be like, and honestly, when it comes to like really driving classroom engagement, you need to check out Mr. Thomas's classroom. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, what? <laughs> What? You're gonna come to no, don't no, come don't, to my room. No, don't, don't, I don't think I'm good at that at all. And also, don't want visitors. <laughs> You've grossly overestimated what I do. Yes, here. that's literally what this guy says. Um, and then KTTV, which is a Fox TV station out of LA, discussed Anonymous in a report while showing stock footage of an exploding band. <laughs> <laughs> Anonymous has not incited any violence. 
but now there's a public opinion. <laughs> what intern was in charge of the graphics for the four o'clock news? And so now oh. it's suggesting Anonymous is capable of real violence. Oh and at this point, this amused all the members and also leads them to recognize the power of public opinion mm. and also harness that power okay. of like being scary. I don't know. I don't know at what point they started using the V for Vendetta masks, but I assume it was around this sure, time. Sure, sure, sure. Um, well, if we're going to be accused of overthrowing the government, we should at least look cool. Let's be cool. scary. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> also, I don't want this coming back to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're coming out pretty clearly pro-anonymous yeah. here. <laughs> um, 2008, they have Project Chanology, I think. Chanology? It's led by early hacker Greg Hoosh. It's a series of Anon. Um, they kind of call it, like, it's anonymous, and then all of the members are called, like, I'm an Anon, which is a member of Anonymous. Like, you would call a Coloradan. A Coloradan. Uh, yeah, a person out of Colorado, yeah. So a series of Anon organized actions against the Church of Scientology. Oh, wait, hold on. I feel like I actually heard like a brief news article about Probably. that. Did they know. get access to like records or something and like share it? This has been a while since okay. I read this. So I researched this. I really couldn't <laughs> tell you. So it was instigated by a video of Tom Cruise discussing his belief in Scientology, and this video was leaked by Gawker on January fourteenth, mm. two thousand and eight. It was not considered flattering for Cruise or the church. The church had it removed due to copyright violation claim, due to a copyright violation claim, and legally threatened Gawker, the news article, right. or the news uh, source. Website. And if anonymous hates anything, it is bitches that lie and hide their worst selves from the internet. Is that a, the word for word quote, or is that your That's read me. It? Yeah. I, you're a poet. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so January twenty first, anonymous announced its campaign against Scientology via a YouTube video called "Quote Message to Scientology." They used denial of service attacks on the Scientology mm. website, and a it's called a DOS. A DOS commonly is w when an attacker will flood a network server with traffic so that no one else can access the website. Okay. Um, the server will just like crash, you know. So they also linked the term Church of Scientology and dangerous cult in Google. So if you Google Church That's of Scientology, so... you'd get results for dangerous cult. If we cult. could link Well I Laughed with best podcasts, <laughs> best podcasts of the year, yeah. best, best podcast 2023, best podcast 2024, mm -hmm. and Whoever has hot that singles in my area. <laughs> 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 this is our stupid faces. Find us at wellilaughpod at gmail.com. <laughs> it's actually funny because one of us is hot and one of us is engaged and then there's me. <laughs> it's two ones and then a, 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 a zero. Also, okay. Wow. You could so clearly tell I was looking for a different word there. I was thinking binary. <laughs> I knew you were I'm like, offended the second. I'm like, there's a one and there's like a fun, but like that does, there's like a one and then like an A, you know, where it's like first, but like different zero. categories. <laughs> and a zero. Oh, okay. With your whole chest. I don't take it back. <laughs> so they, on top of this, they also sent the church black faxes because this is when faxes were still Oh, it would just run out of their ink printers when it, oh my God. 
<laughs> That's so malicious. Ink is super expensive. I know. So it would result in the fax machine running out of toner and <laughs> shutting down. <laughs> they also uh, hosted a series of prank calls to the Church of Scientology so they couldn't actually receive real calls. And they coordinated a lot of in-person protests outside of Scientology centers around the world. After this, Anonymous officially moved from trolling to hacktivism, right. which is politically motivated hacking. Since then, Anonymous has targeted, and this is just a list of associated or random <laughs> things, credit card companies, white supremacist organizations, child pornography sites, copyright protection agencies, multiple governments, Recording Industry Association of America, and Motion Picture Association of America, after those two organizations, RIAA and MPAA, uh, worked to stop pirating websites from sharing <laughs> copyrighted music and movies. <laughs> um, they've also hacked... Uh, they hacked the U.S. Department of Justice and FBI after federal authorities shut down file sharing website um, MegaUpload.com in 2012. They hacked PayPal after the online payments platform stopped allowing donations to WikiLeaks and its controversial founder, Julian Assange. Mm -hmm. um, they hacked the government websites in Tunisia, Egypt, and other countries in the Middle East and Africa as part of the 2011 Arab Spring pro-democracy protests. Mm -hmm. They hacked ISIS following the 2015 pa uh, Paris terrorist attack. They have openly supported WikiLeaks, Occupy Wall Street, the Arab Spring Uprising, protests in Hong Kong, Black Lives Matter, the independence of Taiwan, and Ukraine's defensive war against Russia. Student loans, Nelnet, Nelnet, <laughs> N-E-L-N-E-T, Department of Education, oh, yes. Supreme Court Justice. <laughs> <laughs> Student loans, student loans, student loans, student loans. Student loans student loans, yeah. Justice to student loans. Student loans. Wipe that you, server, please. I saw, and it's there's like a various numbers out there mm -hmm. that anywhere from maybe as small, and that's with some air quotes, as small mm -hmm. as like 25, 30, 35, 40 yeah. percent to maybe as large as 75 percent of student loan repayers who are supposed to start repaying in October have not started repaying their student That's loans. so unfortunate. It's so predictable. It is. Pre you stop it for two years, people stop their payments. They're not going to remember to restart it, especially <laughs> after the government, like, 15 times now has been like, we're restarting, we're restarting, also, we're restarting. you can't pause it, have nothing bad happen ever, and then ask people for hundreds of dollars again. I, the amount of, like, things I have seen where it's like, you can have my repayment, or my vote, and now that they force the issue, it's like, okay, well, I'm gonna have to still vote for you, so I'm not gonna pay you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was one or the other. Listen, your mother and I are disappointed, and <laughs> we have gone ahead and made a decision for the family, which to is that we're, we're not gonna repay these loans. Yeah. They're imaginary anyways, it's and true. it was, um, you know, whew, I'm about to get into a whole thing. So I won't. But uh, now N-E-L-N-E-T, not to dox them, but they do have a location in Lincoln, Nebraska. Third, fourth, fifth, eighth time I've mentioned Lincoln, Nebraska this episode. And I love it. Okay. So their typical anonymous <laughs> typical tactics include uh, stealing and leaking sensitive data. Right. Obviously. Nail net. Yeah. One word. <laughs> uh, in 2012, a, a lot of these actions happened in the early 2010s, hence Hunter Moore, which is 2010. Right. Um, Time Magazine declared Anonymous one of the top uh, 100 most influential people in the world. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah, this same year, the National Security Agency deemed Anonymous a threat to national security. <laughs> <laughs> well, who's security? Who's security we're worried about? Come on, NSA. Big banks? 
I don't know what I'm going on now. Yeah. I'm just kind of saying things. I'm in, <laughs> I'm in a feisty mood. It's all of the coffee I've had Sunday evening is really just kind of getting me all like. <laughs> no, I get it. Yeah. So so Anonymous has some supporters and, and some critics. <laughs> critics. It depends on what side of capitalism you yeah, are. Yeah, depends on how cool like, you are. Yeah. Um, this is a quote from Parmi Olson, who's a journalist and author of a book on Anonymous. Quote, has Anonymous done good for the world? In some cases, yes. Unnecessarily harassing people? I would class that as a bad thing. Um, DDoSing the CIA website? Stealing customer data and posting it online just for shits and giggles? Not a good thing. Wait, what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, my previous comments were made with me unawares of that little bit of information. Most of the time, well, the customer data sometimes is a good thing. Oh, We'll get we'll get into it. Okay. Yeah, that's the the last part of the story. Okay. Okay. Authorities around the world have arrested dozens of hackers with alleged ties to Anonymous. Um, Fourteen people were charged with hacking PayPal in 2011. Barrett Brown, a journalist and self-professed anonymous spokesperson, served four plus years in prison after a 2012 arrest on charges relating to cyber attacks and threatening a federal officer. I definitely don't want to be a spokesperson for an organization that does illegal shit to yeah. really powerful institutions and whom I can't steer single-handedly the decisions of. Especially when you have the option to literally be anonymous. You're right. <laughs> it almost would be an courage. Yeah. Like that's kind of the point. Um so <laughs> we're going to come a little bit into the future. If you were wondering anonymous still operates today. Okay. So we're jumping to 2021. Uh there is a press release that was released September 13th, 2021. The press release is in relation to a company called Epic which is a website hosting provider, which has been the host of many right-wing websites over the years, such as Gab, Parler, The Donald. Right. Yes. Um, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read the press release to you. Uh, uh, it's it's quite long. So another thing about Anonymous is that they do name all their operations. So um, Hunter's operation was called Op Hunt Hunter. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, so this one was called Operation Epic Fail because it's epic. It's mm, E P I C. Yes. Okay. So, official anonymous press release, September thirteenth, twenty twenty one. I'm gonna like take out random things that I don't think apply because it is kind of long. Um, just in case you look it up and you're like, oh, I didn't read that. That's why. Um, the CEO or person running Epic, his name is Rob Monster, and so the next line says, "Shut up." His name is not Mr. Monster. Okay, sorry. You, you can't just, like, skim past that. No. Yeah, yeah, Okay, go ahead. So it says, notorious, ha quote, hackers on steroids. I assume that's something they've been called. Okay. Um, present grand reveal of Rob, quote, Hitler should have won, end quote, monsters, epic failure. You know when you name a company Epic, that implies something really big's going to happen. Deserving of the name. Well, after years of bolstering the worst trash the internet has to offer, this is truly the epic moment we've all been waiting for. Contained within this release, the following delicious morsels that, were sh that will surely be digested for months to come. A decade's worth, worth of data from the company. That's right, everybody. Time to find out who in your family secretly ran an ivermectin Skip forward if you have a kid in the car. Ivermectin horse porn fetish site, um, disinfo publishing outfit, or yet another QAnon hellhole. Want to know what nation state decided to offer hosting to some domestic terror groups without those pesky DDoS mitigating reverse proxies getting in your way? Want to know the identity 
the identity of the owner of a domain or large set of domains used in yet another influence information operation. Uh, decloak, and then there's like a lot of stuff about like decloaking uh, origins of websites. Um, Okay, what you get for the low, low price of zero dollars and zero cents. <laughs> all domain purchases, all domain transfers in and out, all uh, who is history unredacted, all DNS changes, um, all email forwards, catch-alls, etc. payment histories, no credit card data, don't get excited, FBI, we're not in that game. <laughs> <laughs> Account credentials for all Epic customers, hosting, anonymized VPN, and so on, Epic internal, uh, internal systems, servers, um, Epic's GoDaddy logins and more in plain text. Um, over 500,000 private keys. They basically release, they dox fucking all of the customers of Epic. Most of them are not good. It's oh. so like, pretty brutal. So like, we're talking about like the weird guy who works two desks down from you at work, not necessarily like the owner of the website. The owner of the website. That's who that it is. That pseudodoxy. Yes. Not like the average reader of Epic. Yes. It's people who pay it's Epic. It, it's people who pay Epic for domains. And so it will be like, if you're, if you are the one hosting is anyone up.com, if it were around at this point, okay. they would have doxed Hunter Moore. If Hunter Moore had like, had been anonymous, like you don't know who's uh, But they're not doxing people who just navigate to read the articles on that From page. my understanding, no, 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 okay. no, not that. So not just random people. average person was, Average okay. people, if you're paying Epic for like a domain or mm. hosting your server. If you're paying server, into this like semi-fascist organization, you're going to be outed now yes. in this. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. 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 Um, support starving hacktivists and they will bless you in return. They're kind of like asking for donations at some <laughs> point. Um, so long for They're now. They're like, join our Patreon. <laughs> yeah, literally that's what happened. Um, this data set is all that's needed to trace actual ownership and management of the fascist side of the internet that has eluded researchers, activists, and well, just mm. about everybody. And maybe have a little extra fun for the lulz. <laughs> that is word for word what they said uh l-u-l-z they're very l-u they're lols okay mm -hmm. not lols okay. yeah <laughs> is it possible to own a company as hard as this we sure love to see it good luck with the rebrand robbie boy <laughs> 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 and then they were like Mon uh, money tips for the inevitable legal bills for when the fbi kicks down over nine thousand doors after this utterly after this utterly utterly embarrasses everyone and outs one or more of their poorly thought out Stochastic terrorism plots. Good luck. We're behind seven proxies. <laughs> They're like, if you want to catch us, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> so they proceed to send like a small sample size of this data set to a lot of news like outlets around okay. the US or the world or whatever. Um, and like some screenshots of whatever. It shows that this hacking, although it's been released in September, has been going on since the end of February of 2021. Um, one of the sources that I used the record reached out for comment from Epic and they said, quote, we are not, or yeah, Epic, the one that's been hacked. <laughs> we are not aware of any breach. We take the security of our clients' data extremely seriously and we are investigating the allegation. We would never admit to being hacked. Also, allegation? <laughs> There's a link. There's a whole data set, a massive data set. a link and set. a donation pitch. Yeah. It's not an accusation. So they send out a sample size of the data. A few days later, I think they send the full data set to everyone for like review. They openly encourage researchers, journalists to comb through it okay. because it's just so much information. Sure. Um, uh, the record also contact several randomly selected customers of Epic whose information matched what released in the data. So they're confirming that it's true. 
Um, they confirmed things like real names, emails, home addresses for the domains for which these details had previously been kept private. Um, computer science experts claim claimed this contains decades worth of information Whoa. and is one of the worst breaches they had ever seen. Here's a quote. <laughs> they are fully compromised end to end. Maybe the worst I've ever seen in my 20 year career. Uh, the data released by anonymous gave that person the power to take over basically any site hosted by Epic. So if you had a vendetta against one of these websites, you can make it into whatever you want. Games on. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. This data hosted on an independent was hosted on an independent investigative journalism portal, which had also hosted leaks provided by Anonymous in June of 2020. Um, I went down another rabbit hole. This was going to be my only story about this epic failure thing. Um, and then I found out about Wait, before Pinkerton and everything. This was going to be no, no, no. no. This, oh, this I was okay. the two. I would cover two stories from each, right? right. And so it was like um, I was going to cover Hunter Moore and then this epic fail. Uh, and then I found out about Blue Leaks, which happened in June of 2020. Is it the Panama Papers? Or no. No. What okay. was happening in June of 2020? I mean, like, there's pandemic happening. George Floyd. Blue oh. cops. Oh. It's got ugly. Um, yeah. So this is a little rabbit hole, and then we'll get back to epic failure. But so these uh, Blue Leaks were... The 2020 leaks were codenamed Blue Leaks and were in response to the Black Lives Matter protests. They focused on law enforcement fusion centers, which is, I think, the gist I got is like various law enforcement agencies will all send their like kind of data to fusion centers that are then responsible for kind of distributing it or like making a database, you know, and so it's a conglomerate of all of the information that law enforcement has. And that includes internal information, including like survey, like if a cop takes a training seminar okay. and they respond to a survey as like how they can improve that training seminar, that would be some of the data that they have. Okay. So, um, this blue leaks contained 269.21 gigabytes of internal U.S. law enforcement data, which was intended to expose police misconduct. The leak showed um, acknowledgement of misconduct when it came to surveillance techniques. They had been specifically around the George Floyd time. Police had been surveilling people um, based on if they thought they might be part of a riot. Okay. Based on social media. If you're about to go to a protest or something, yeah. they were monitoring they you. They were monitoring you, and they were fully, in these leaks, it showed that they were fully aware this could be a breach of the Constitution. Okay. Because they, like, acknowledged that this could pretend, like, yeah. legally dubious. Yes. They were specifically monitoring protester communications on social media and messaging apps. Police were aware that this could be a violation of the Constitution. Also uncovered was information about police training programs revealing trainers to often be prejudiced and unprofessional. And this is, this one made me really mad. Um, there's a survey responding to a class saying, quote, I don't know where to start. As someone who has worked full-time counterterrorism for the past six years, this course was a complete disaster. The instruction, uh, the instructor went on long rants, short on any substance. Any substantive material was outdated, some of it more than 20 years old. Much of the material taught is publicly available conspiracy theory that has been disproved through investigation. They continue, um, while the in instructor was open about his, quote, anti-PC beliefs, this is the only time <sighs> I have ever heard the N-word repeatedly used by instructors and students. I'll give you a little spoiler. 
Nothing was done for the instructor. Like no rem- like no consequence. That's not even the only only negative response about this instructor. Shows the instructor had many complaints against them and had been flagged repeatedly, but no significant action was taken. One of his quotes was, quote, if a woman is crying, she is lying. This is 2020. And the people you're supposed to call when you need protection, when you need investigation, when probably one of their worst nights of, if not your life, at least the year mm-hmm. has occurred. Yep. From my impression, too, it seems like this instructor was teaching something for narcotics. That has nothing. What? Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's it's both, I mean, obviously sad and infuriating for the things that you're saying, but mm-hmm. I like... I'm kind of, it's like, I'm shocked to hear it acknowledged, but I'm not surprised to hear it acknowledged. You know, I think Mm -hmm. one of the things that has happened since 2020 is a larger public reckoning with maybe the culture of some of these institutions. In addition to other things that it's like, at its core, it's like, well, maybe there is some like toxic, violent, dehumanizing mentality, if not being pushed from the top down, Mm -hmm. present in the ranks of some of these organizations. Yeah, and there was a lot of quotes as well um, on this website. This particular instructor who these responses are about was was not only responsible for training policemen, he was also responsible for training like other higher up, Mm. like narcotics focused people. And like, um, I can't remember some of the other ones, but there were like other agencies that weren't just LAPD or NYPD or whatever like that. And some of the people that responded were like, I am ashamed that this course is sponsored by the organization that I work for. Um, So there were people in the organization who were flagging it in the surveys. mm -hmm. And that's in part why Anonymous was able to get a hold of it because Mm -hmm. people were like, this was an inappropriate thing. Yeah. 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 Um, There's also a ton of other responses that I didn't bother copying down because truthfully, a lot of it is not worth repeating. But the instructor was openly racist, sexist, xenophobic, made many jokes about sexual assault, perpetrated conspiracy theories in class. Um, One leak said, I don't know if it was this same instructor or a different instructor admitting to lying in court frequently, saying, quote, he flat out said in class he lied all the time in court to cover his partner's asses. He said multiple times a badge and being a cop means... Quote, you can do whatever the fuck you want. And that's the end of that rabbit hole. We'll go back. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like some of the things that were uncovered, I was like, what the fuck? And also like, this just, this absolutely feels like something the public should know, you know? But whatever. Um, back to Epic Fail. Epic Fail was actually not an operation in and of itself. It was an operate, like kind of a side operation done under their big... Operation Operation Jane, which is in response to um, the Texas Heartbeat Bill being signed into law, Heartbeat Act being signed into law. And this operation was also called Expect Us Texas. Can I pause here real quick mm-hmm. for a second? So these this organization's actions are falling in line with like my own worldview Mm -hmm. or frustrations or taking actions around things I personally would want to see actions Mm -hmm. taken on. And so in some ways that's comforting, right? Obviously it's, but at the same time, like the dangerous thing about vigilantism is that once vigilantism is okay, it's not only going to be for your side or it's not only going to like, I'm trying to think now, and you just mentioned that we're about to get into Texas's what heartbeat bill. Yeah. There's like less than a page left. Like an environment where this kind of vigilantism is okay. Even if I do cheer on the causes, 
It's like where they could dox abortion providers, right? Yep. They could dox gay public school teachers. Like the people, they, could they dox, have a, so much power. Right. And that's completely unchecked. And luckily for me, I believe in a lot of the same causes, right. but it is like a scary amount of power that could absolutely right. go in a direction that I personally don't it's believe It's asking in. us to be comfortable with the moral compass of an organization mm-hmm. that by design, Does we don't know have, a lot about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's a controversial thing to say, but it's just, it is, it's eye-opening, it's scary, both in terms of like mm-hmm. what they are able to expose because of their willingness to cross some of these institutional yeah. lines, but then also at the same time, like, God, like, that's like a certain degree of unchecked, okay, sorry, yeah, continue. I don't think no, there's more I have to say right. there, but. Yeah, so they had a bigger operation around this time, Operation Jane, which was in response, as I mentioned, to the Texas Heartbeat Act being signed into law. Um, For those of you who don't know, the Texas Heartbeat Act was passed on September 1st of 2021, and it happened upon the repeal of Roe v. Wade, which, oh, and then this, this act allows private individuals, not just law enforcement or medical professionals, to enforce a six week abortion ban. And I think that's really where they ticked off anonymous. I'm not sure that they're like super pro uh, like women's rights or anything. I'm, I mean, I'm sure they probably are, but their real problem is that now there is no system to check if like you just hate your ex and want mm. to now report them for getting an abortion, now right. they're in trouble. Any citizen is able to sue any other citizen for $10,000 for being suspect of having an abortion. Right. Um, so any Texas resident can bring a civil lawsuit right. against any person who performs or helps facilitate an illegal abortion and claim at least $10,000 in damages. So if you have, if like you're a person, one of your close friends needs an abortion, wants an abortion, and you drive them to another state where that is right. acceptable, you are now open to getting a civil lawsuit. Or you're a person seeking an abortion and you take a lift from your house to the airport to fly that out lift of state. Driver that lift driver, is yes. Now. Yep. Mm-hmm. So there are no exceptions of incest or rape, and like we can get into like the morals of being pro-choice, pro-life. That's not really the point I think Anonymous is trying to make, and it's fucked up, don't get me wrong. I think you all know where Grant and I probably stand on this. Hmm. Um, but yeah, this website that Texas put up uh, allows individuals to um, report Right, other individuals right. and it's it was called colloquially an abortion bounty right epic was the host of this abortion bounty site and so that was why they were targeted wasn't it run by the state of texas yeah I'm, and they went through epic to host it yeah okay i mean you still like our website is hosted by podbean and so sure and podbean could be owned by whoever so, so it yeah. still feels like a conservative state government go and do a conservative site to like host yep. there. Yep. Okay. Um, so the name Operation Jane was confirmed by a spokesperson to be a nod to the Jane Collective, which actually operated out of Chicago before abortion was legalized and right. they helped um, pregnant people get abortions. Uh, the quote is Operation Jane is a nod to the Jane Collective. It is our way of looking back, tipping our cap and pushing forward through dire circumstances. Also of note, Roe v. Wade Roe um, is Roe, as mentioned in Roe v. Wade, is, in, is in, from the name Jane Roe, which was the pseudonym used by Norma McCorvey, which who was the plaintiff who was trying to get an abortion. Um, Wade comes from Henry Wade, who is Norma's um, the DA of like where she lived right. in Texas. The person who sued her. Yes. Uh, September third, twenty twenty one. The Operation Jane Twitter account posted an introductory message, quote, greeting citizens of the world. This is a message from anonymous Operation Jane. Texas Senate Bill 8 is one of the most restrictive and extreme pieces of anti-choice legislation in the United States. 
September 12th, 2021, the Texas Republican Party was hacked and defaced. Hmm. What do you mean defaced? Yes. You may ask. <laughs> this is what their website looked like after Anonymous was done with it. So it, you can't really see the URL, but it is like texasrepublicans.org or something like that. You want to describe to the people what you're seeing? Um, so there's a picture of them getting rickrolled. Mm -hmm. There's... Um, like an edgelordy, I forget what Pokemon that is, but it says Anonymous is a Legion, and then it's a yeah. bunch of like Pokemon. And then there's a uh, art, like a headline in the middle of their website that says um, the Republican Party of effing over women mission. And uh, Ted Cruz <laughs> is the Zodiac killer. We really love the Handmaid's Tale and wish to enact it to its fullest. Football, eight exclamation points. If you are dumb enough to support Donald Trump, we can we can get you to do just about anything. Search nothing, you a-hole, lol, goats. <laughs> um, the Republican effing Americans Daily Party of Texas, P.O. Box 911, <laughs> jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams, Bush lied, people died, phone number 1-800-F-U-C-K-Dot-Y-O-U, disclaimer, hackers on steroids are 10 times more effective at romance than all Republicans. Um, trans demon hacker hackers are coming for you, um, abortion is a choice, Taxpayer dollars wasted by the Texas effing all women party of Texas. Happy September 11th. <laughs> this happened on September 12th. We are committed to taking away the rights of women so we can live our prosperous Bible thumping dream. Um, and then I, what are the, uh, <laughs> what are the drop down member menus? Operation Jane, Planned Parenthood, your anon news and Mudkip Pokemon, which I think is the Pokemon that they're using to troll. Yeah. Um, it is every everything is definitely very v deliberate. Yes. Um, and um, if this is your style of humor, which I think for me it kind of is a little bit, I'm trying to read it as plain Jane <laughs> as possible here. Um, I'm not supporting the little crime that I'm reporting on. I'm supporting the pettiness. Oh, 100 percent. The, they rickrolled them. There's, Rickroll is above all of these words, by the way. Uh, there's a little thing here at the bottom that I want to share yeah, yeah. that I think is just yeah, fun and it. gets to the pettiness. Copyright at anonymous, no rights reserved. <laughs> <laughs> that. That's clever. That's really well done. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Subtle. Um, see attention to detail. Again, you know? we've already laid out that like the level of power and vigilantism, institutionally, structurally, socially, we have concerns with that, et cetera, et cetera. And also, we can appreciate a good wordplay joke. Yeah, absolutely, we can. <laughs> a good little Maybe bit. that's enabling this organization that we're like trying to like both sides of. It's here. really hard to, um, <laughs> I don't know, say negative things about a, an organization that is like acting in my favor and right. I understand that, that there's a lot of privilege in that statement and like some of you who are listening may not fall in the same political mm. spectrum of Grant and I it's the pettiness for me it's yes. just like it's just like we did this because we could right it's like having Hunter Moore declared legally dead they didn't need to do that <laughs> They already accomplished their mission. I forgot about that part of this episode. Sorry, like, we cover a lot. It's like a second person came in and saw that someone else already wiped the server, and they're like, well, what else can I do? 
I like to think that the website got passed around and everyone got to add like, like one, one little line. <laughs> the button to donate to Ted Cruz, the Zodiac Killer, is so funny. I think that button actually leads you to Planned Parenthood, Good. if I remember Listen, correctly. Listen, I'm glad that they aren't actually donating to Ted yeah. Cruz. I'm not shocked that they're not. Yeah. Um, the fact that Ted Cruz is the Zodiac Killer is extra funny to me because the Zodiac Killer stopped being active like four years before Ted Cruz was so born. So funny. It's so funny Fantastic. that now factually it cannot be accurate. Right. Still, everyone is like, Ted Cruz, comma, if- Zodiac Killer. <laughs> Have you seen this bumper sticker that says, Ted Cruz ate my son? <laughs> It's funny because he's not even like a relevant political figure like no. in this moment, but people are still like, he was, fuck that guy. He was edgelordy in like 2017 yeah. to 2020, although I have another Ted Cruz quote that I love <sighs> yeah. from an anonymous senator who I believe was a Republican senator, mm-hmm. so from his party, and they said, you could you could shoot Ted Cruz dead on the floor <laughs> of the U.S. Senate, and if the jury had to be paneled from his peers no one would convict you. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know how much of a bad vibes guy you gotta be be? for people to be like, I agree with his worldview entirely and I still want to (laughs) I still wouldn't like be mad, you know? Um, So the last little bit of the story, um, so yeah, they defaced the Texas Republican Party website and um, this is a quote from the Texas Republican Party as a response. Mm. Quote, While the nation paused over the weekend in remembrance of the 20th anniversary of Mm 9-11, the Republican Party of Texas website was hacked. The GOP's website uh, homepage added, quote, pro-abortion activists targeted us because of our strong support for the Heartbeat Act. This attack adds to the growing list of actions by the radical left who tries to silence anyone that disagrees with them. They then asked for donations with the tagline, keep Texas red. I... I understand there's like a political messaging and I understand that for some people it's like this worldview makes sense to them. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, when I hear it, we're in the we're in the weeds now, folks, you know yeah. this. In my mind, they're like, our support for a bill that will result in people being murdered wasn't popular with the cancel left <laughs> wing of the world. And so instead of engaging with us, culpable for the murder of other people, they defaced our website. If you think that's the bigger crime, donate today, you know? Like, and don't go to the website and donate there. That's, right. not, that's not the right donation. All we did was use our institutional power to force people desperate for medical service, legal in every other developed country, to either risk their life or their financial stability. And we don't think we should suffer any consequences for that. And I set like, your house on fire and you called me a bad person. Yeah. Who's the real victim here? And also they're completely ignoring the fact that I think the real reason Anonymous targeted them is because of that whole thing where you could like just submit who you thought got right. an abortion. Like that's really what caused Anonymous to get involved. That's where they're like, right. they're thinking Encouraging lies. citizens to prey on Dox each other. each other. Yes. Yeah. And Anonymous was like, because if there's one thing Anonymous does, it's protect its brand. True. Um, and then I went, I Googled things Anonymous has done, okay. right? Um, the first thing that often shows up an email? when you Google <laughs> is Wikipedia. And so I was like, okay, I can like look at Wikipedia and then like maybe go to other sources if I find something that I like. Um, just give this, give this a scroll. Mm. You'll be scrolling for a lot longer. Do I get longer. to do a, a deadpan read like last time? If you see one that you like, absolutely. You'll just keep, this is officially the second one. <laughs> the did you you intentionally put that up there at the top? No, no, for no. Me? This is because this is the one that I already talked about. Oh, the okay. Scientology one. I, I'm not. I'll, 
Epilepsy Foundation Forum Invasion is a sentence who individually the words I know, yeah. but in that order... Don't understand I it. I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, defacement, Sarah Palin email. <laughs> no cussing club. 2009 Iranian election protests. <laughs> um, operation, operation. All of their things are operations. Um, I know, but I'm just oh, saying yeah, yeah, that okay. for ones I don't want to okay. read. Yeah, that's um, Radical. <laughs> Operation Payback, Avenge Assange, and Bradical. Uh, leak Spin, and now we're in 2011. One section is just titled Zimbabwe. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of those ones are just them showing their support for things, is what I learned. Um, <laughs> attack on HB Gary Federal. Like, some of these are, <laughs> you know, again, you, like, kind of hope that... There are the, the good guys, the rebels fighting the empire. Yeah. Operation India, Operation Malaysia, Operation Orlando. <laughs> Blue? Um, Anti-security, Facebook, BART, which I believe is the subway public transit system <laughs> oh my God. in the Bay Area. Yeah. Um, Syria, Darknet, Los Zetes. Um, <laughs> some of these are out of context, too, like extra funny. Um... Like, there's just, just so fun. many of them. There's a like, shocking like, list. Like, you think you're gonna get to the end at some point, and you you won't. Second Operation India. <laughs> <laughs> they were joking. like, we gotta name it Operation India. They're like, oh, that's already oh, been taken. No, it's still named Operation oh. India. It's just a second reoccurring of a different Operation <gasps> India. Oh my god. Um, yeah, there is. It's a humongous list. Uh, you only really are aware of like. And a lot Chilean of- army emails link. Um, <laughs> it's like a horoscope, you know? Yeah. Okay, so in 2024, your horoscope is going <laughs> to be um, Ops Wake Up 21 hashtag. <laughs> what does that even mean? It's related to Malaysia. Sorry. Yeah. You could have gotten it. Oh, the epic hack. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, I landed yeah. on yours. Nice. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> Spin um, to the wheel. A lot of the new, the more recent ones have them, just them been like being open about their support of certain things like Ukraine right. and um, Israel and Palestine. They've also shown their support for like too many irons in the fire right yeah, now. Not, not being a dick. Yeah. Sure. Um, and yeah. So I was, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Nice. Well, well done. Um, a fun episode. You are right. A big North Pond Hermit vibes. hundred percent. Right. Like, it's funny to think that we started this episode in 1861. And I was with like, Abraham Lincoln. So what you need to understand about John Wilkes Booth <laughs> is that he was an actor, but not a very good one. Uh, <laughs> See, Grant needed to get that out. I Listen. He's it, been thinking about that for the last two it hours. It was sentence two in a speech I started two and a half hours <laughs> ago. Before you went, oh, this isn't about that. I was like, well, you started about, at the start of the Civil War. <laughs> so we really covered both ends of the spectrum. Um... Pinkertons, who and are law and can't get their shit together, sure. and Anonymous, who weirdly has their shit together but are not lawful. Right. right? Like, and also, like, while they're on our side, and that's dope, also, uh, like, it's terrifying the of extent them. of their power, you're like, it's kind of like America's nuclear arsenal. Yeah. It's like, I'm glad you're on our side. Wish like, it didn't exist at all. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> yes, 100%. 100%. Yeah, and to think it all really started with the Church of Scientology. <laughs> um, well, I like to think it started in Baltimore in February 1861. <laughs> okay. no, I'm here, I'm here. Um, I, so when we first started doing this whole little, whole little shindig, we'd mm-hmm. always, at the end of the episode, be like, well, Maya, Grant, did you, I laughed. Yeah. Although increasingly, I feel as like 
the bar we hold for ourselves yeah. in terms of like research and story, yeah. I increasingly want to be like, well, I learned. <laughs> <laughs> And I did. And I did learn. Yeah, my my block of little like <laughs> links for my sources is like it's, a page yes. a page and a half long. Like it was nuts. Remember the first ten episodes where you're like, my source singular <laughs> was this thing that I saw well, one time. And our... now it's like, oh, for both yeah. of us. Now it's like yeah. here are the four different things and two of them contrast each other. We're gonna get into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I've been putting our sources on our website yeah. just for like, I don't know, make me feel better. But it's so funny. <laughs> to like go back to the first one and like my first Michael Malloy is like a single link. It's a good episode of And That's Why We Drink plus a Wikipedia Yeah, ex- exactly. Yes. Yeah, and now it's like, oh, well, Wikipedia is, Wikipedia is great. But like, are they? <laughs> They're great, but they were also just my starting point because I thought it was a fun read. But then I did some real but research. But then I, 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 I have never once been to the sources, <laughs> utilized the sources portion of a Wikipedia page um, because I was never even mm. allowed to use Wikipedia in college and now I use it as a base point. Two years, sorry, haha, not two years ago. Haha, hmm. two episodes ago. <laughs> For me, I was like, and one of my sources was an interactive map you can still access now. <laughs> Which is funny because Cocaine Bear, I was like, yeah, I like looked at this over my lunch break. Here's what I yeah, have yeah. for you. Which is hilarious. That's it all is. I needed to know about Cocaine Bear yeah. to know that uh, oh, character actress Margot Margo Martindale, Martindale. <laughs> did a phenomenal job. I... I'm sure she had a like obviously lovely career before Bojack oh, yeah. Horseman, but I love how shows like that, especially shows that are so sometimes odd and outside of the scope of yeah. what an actor will normally do, can reinvigorate their career. I in just so love many when ways. actors play themselves. Yes, in shows specifically Bojack Horseman. It's so Julia Roberts. I th- I think it was Julia Roberts was in some of the Ocean's movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they needed a distraction in one of the episodes. And so they had Julia Roberts dress up and pretend to be Julia Roberts. And the whole joke was she was like, I don't look anything like Julia Roberts. <laughs> and I remember being so confused as a kid. I was like, that's Julia Roberts, right? <laughs> And my mom was like, yes. And I was like, well, then this doesn't make any sense. And my mom was like, it's a joke. Like, You'll get it you're when you all get in on it together. Yeah. And I go, and you're telling me Lindsay Lohan doesn't have a twin in the parent trap? <laughs> it's still Lindsay Lohan? Never trusted the media. <laughs> Never trusted <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. No. In the parent trap. The more, we, the ahead. older I get, the more I relate to Lindsay Lohan's like would-be stepmother in that movie. Yes. Yeah. Every oh, time I watch woman, it, I'm like, damn, she's hot. A woman whose only crime was not loving children, and who hasn't been guilty of that? <laughs> who hasn't? A woman whose only crime was like, I know, in eight years, I don't need to be a mother. She's just, yeah, I mean, honestly, though, I would have been, I would have been pretty plussed by the, uh, plussed was not the right word I'm, that I wanted to use in that. If no, someone, if someone pushed my air mattress into a lake, I think I'd be more amused mm, than terrified. Mm. I, same a little bit, but I think I try to work really hard to prevent myself from getting there in the first place. Mm. If I find a good man who owns a winery and whose assistant chef house cleaner is our girl Chessie, I'm going to make peace with the... That's so real. Everyone has a bag of hair in the closet. Sometimes it's your child who wants to reconnect with her mother who lives in a different country. I would absolutely... Listen, I agree with the villain in The Parent Trap that, like, she was the villain. And also, at the same time, I'm running it differently. She overplayed that hand. That's a poker reference. (laughs) (laughs) If if the housekeeper didn't like me Mm. as much, I feel like I had more anxiety than the villain in that Mm. movie. If I got even a whiff that that housekeeper didn't like me, I would have crumbled. Did you... 
So that scene when Chessie realizes yeah. that it's not, I forget, Anne or Annie yes. or whatever. Oh my God. And she goes, and when did you, like, I, I knew it. I knew it right away. It I was, was so. I was like, so that scene where another woman recognizes her for who she is, did that get you? <laughs> <laughs> it made me tear up as a kid, and that should have been red flag numero uno. I love it. Oh, I, I want it, you. That's really cute. I need to watch that movie. <laughs> Casey, Casey, I love a movie time. I love a found family trope. Uh, yeah, same, same. It's really um, cute. I love that after everything that we talked about, we ended on the parent trap. What was what was your favorite part about the story today? Um, what made you laugh? I wasn't expecting that question. So we you can end know, on a happy note. You? Oh, I thought we were on a happy note. Oh, no, I know, but like the story. Um, I love. Mm, two different things. Mm-hmm. Okay, first, love the kind of stuff that happens to, to Hunter more. More, yeah. Hunter less is kind of really yeah. what I'm feeling more now. <laughs> less of Hunter, hunting Hunter. That love just like a good karma scratch, you know. Yes. But then also, and we know this. We know this from being we listeners. I love making good history jokes. And then mm. even better, I love making bad history jokes. <laughs> um, and so really this episode did a lot for me and I this appreciate that. Love. Yeah, I'm very excited. <laughs> I am excited for my episode. <laughs> I mean, I was so worried you were going to like, because we talked about the Pinkertons previously and I was like, I said law and disorder. And I was like, it's going to be so obvious. <laughs> and then as soon as Not I said at all. Alan, you were like, mm, congressman? And I was like, hmm. Never mind. What's so funny is you and I share, and this is a classic Midwest goodbye. One our shoes are on and our hand is on the door. Rat brain? We share one, one little rat d- brain. Do you B? <laughs> New sticker just dropped. Yeah. Um, it's funny now. <laughs> what was I? Where am I? Who are we uh, once? There it is. Okay, so my favorite thing <laughs> is that you and I are always afraid that we have done the other one story and our interests regardless of how it may or maybe doesn't seem our interests are so radically different (laughs) from each other that like it we're never going to do it. Like, it's never going to ha- Our TikToks are different. Oh, my God, yeah. Every time I come to you, I'm like, have you seen this TikTok audio? And then I recreate it beautifully, by the way. <laughs> I'm like, and you're like, what? And I'm like, oh, okay. It's how that I was feel. weird. It's, it was like COVID or right after COVID. I was I was deep into Ratatouille musical TikTok. <laughs> yes. Remy. Yes. That's already probably covered. None of my roommates knew <laughs> what I was talking about. I felt like a crazy person. <laughs> I'm going to say something. Yeah. Many of you have probably paused the episode at this point. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, I'm going to say something from that era. Yeah. Piggy dipping. <laughs> Piggy dipping at the piggy pond. Nah, and then I forget what it was, but it was like, mm, do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> it's tickling an itch really far back. <laughs> like reaching all the way back to the sourdough starter whipped <laughs> yes, coffee era yes. and ripping it forward so that first winter or that second winter I forget which um when you could like kind of go on a vacation but it had to be like basically outside and yeah, with your yeah. own group we went to uh, a cabin and we invited jacob's uh brother and long-term girlfriend i think maybe fiance now mm. anyways i had only interacted with her like really once before but Maybe it was even later. It might have even been like 22. Because it didn't. It wasn't COVID dangerous in the way that it would have been that first year. Uh, yeah, anyways, 20. anyways, mm-hmm. we're in the hot tub and another person gets in the hot tub. And I just say the phrase, piggy dipping. <laughs> and she like 
owl turns her head around <laughs> and goes piggy dipping at the piggy pond and then we like lock in like a interstellar dance with each other and we say it and freak out everyone else we were with on this trip and like, our dearest friends and family are like who the fuck are you Ashley, shout out. You're cool. What are you ever on Beans TikTok? What? <laughs> beans, 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 beans. Lifelong learner. <laughs> well, well, I learned. Well, it I learned. Is. Well, I learned. Anyway. Are you on sad poetry TikTok? Usually. Same. Okay. Yeah. The little slideshows. Oh, slide I haven't show. seen the slideshows. I've seen people doing their spoken word poetry. You haven't gotten the slideshows? That's I've like seen the slideshows. Getting... Okay. Okay. I just haven't seen a sad poetry slideshow. Okay. I was like, not yeah. getting one of the little slideshows with yeah. um, the song from Minari on it is like not getting the latest like Gmail update. It's like, <laughs> what do you mean you haven't? It was forced on all of us. Um, okay. Sorry. This breath's been really good to kind of bring me. <gasps> We did not do the same episode, and I don't think that's ever going to happen. Okay, you better... (laughs) You don't knock on my wood. It has to be your own wood. I already knocked on the... I knocked on it. She has a little tea cake stand over here. Okay, um, you want to do the speech? Yeah. Uh, If if you liked this, um, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) We do it a lot. Uh, We're on all social medias at Well I Laughed. And um, if you want to email us, we're wellilaughedpod at gmail.com. If you're interested in finding ways to contact us, I think we have more ways on our link tree. If Mm -hmm. you go to any of our, uh, it's on our YouTube, on our social medias, wherever. And then uh, if you want to support us, we do love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that right now, I mean, it's not an expensive hobby anymore. It's still an expensive hobby, but now we're actually making the pocket change. We're able to pay for it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> we're not in the red anymore. Um, but we're at Patreon at uh, Well I Laughed Podcast, and we have a lot of fun on our Discord absolutely. over there. And it's it's getting to be enough people now where I feel like it's not just like dependent on you yeah, and I always absolutely. responding. There's and it's like always a whole thing happening. it's really fun to like res- or like see people having right. conversations and uh, like making making little connections. And to our friends out there, because I know Maya and I seem to really hit a crucial intersection of 19 to 21 year olds getting their way through college. <laughs> it's really true. <laughs> right? And that's five stars on Apple and Spotify. Oh, yeah. Actually really does go yeah, a long way. You don't need ways. to give us any money. No. You just need to like... Five if, stars. Yeah. <laughs> we don't get any money from Instagram. So like really, if you want to like watch our minute long videos on TikTok, like on repeat for like several hours, it'd be really great. Um, and now there's three of you left. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I laughed or and just, I learned. <laughs> I'm going to stop talking. Okay, bye. 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 <laughs>